What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to an episode of Bloke in a Bar, or should I say the Captain's Run with Cam Smith. Just a reminder, Bloke shorts drop next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Black, brown, or gray. Limited amount, open to everyone. So be there at 6 p.m. at www.bloke.shop. Bloke shorts, they're super comfy. You can wear literally in all occasions. I wear them all the time. Whenever you see me sit at the desk, I guarantee you I'm wearing bloke shorts. I absolutely love these. They're so comfortable. Um, so go to bloke.shop, 6 p.m. next week on Wednesday, and be there. Once they're gone, they'll take three to six months to get restocked. So if you want a pair, make sure to be there at 6 p.m. Also, this Friday, I will be at the Wentworth Leagues Club with Maddie Johns for Morning Glory with Maddie Johns. That is this Friday from 9 till 12. We'll be doing a live show. Myself, Maddie Johns and Webby at Wentworthville Leagues Club. So make sure to come down, have a feed, watch us do a live show, meet myself, meet Maddie. It's uh, it's going to be a great, I really, really cannot wait to, to get down with Maddie and do my first live show with Maddie Johns. How fucking cool is that? So get down, 9 till 12, Wentworthville Leagues Club. We will be there this Friday. Uh, and come and say hi and enjoy a live show, Morning Glory with Maddie Johns. All show brought to you by Bloke and a Bar, the beer of sport. No other beer is giving you this much sport content. We actually love sport. We live and breathe it. This is the beer of sport. Grab a case. It's a beer that tastes like real beer. And also, it's a beer created in... In your time, not a hundred years ago or whatever. It's our beer. We created this. Let's let's make it even bigger. So anyway, grab a case of bloke in a bar uh, and enjoy this great episode with the greatest of all time, Cameron Smith, as usual. Let's get straight into it, baby. Just a bloke in a bar. Welcome to all our listeners to the Captain's Run, an extremely special Captain's Run because the Almighty Smithy beside me. Has been named assistance coach, but we will, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, however you're tuning in, uh, it's 11:70 in Sydney, 16:20 on the Gold Coast, or you can download the app, or it will be down. It will be uh, uploaded, sorry, to Spotify and Apple later today. So make sure to check that out. But uh, I mean, we're going to get straight into it. We uh, we've got a Let's call do it. with AJ Brimson. Now I want to know how he defied physics, right? And I'm, we'll get to that question when we get him on the line because. Uh, he did defy Pizzic on the weekend. The Raiders with one of the great, one of the biggest comeback, comebacks mm-hmm. they've ever had. Yes. Equal. 22 points. What did you think of that game? Um, I was a little bit disappointed mm. with my Titans boys because I tipped them. And I tipped these blokes to finish in the top six. So we need a lift. So I'm going to ask AJ about that. But uh, their coach, he spoke after the game and I think he labelled it an under-20s performance. You know what? When that he, is when they, perfect. They rolled out. Mm-hmm. Um and really blew the Raiders off the park. It was 22-0, Kempe, at one stage. They clawed one back, the Raiders, Mm -hmm. um, at home uh, to be 22-4 at the break, but then scored another, what, 20 points unanswered. What's doing? What is doing? Now we have the great AJ Brimson on the line. Are you there, mate? I am here. No, he's not there. It's gone. Oh, you are here. He's here. Brimo, mate. How you going, bro? (laughs) Good, thanks. How are you? Now, Remo, speak to me, mate. Remo? <laughs> oh, no. Is he there? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, yes. That makes my day better, Remo. That makes my day interview. better. Now, <laughs> Remo, I need to ask you a question, brother. Now, you know that yep. I think you're the cutest six in the game. You know that. But I want to know how you defied physics and your pants came off when you got hit on the weekend. How does that happen, bro? <laughs> Dude, I actually have no idea. Um, all I know is, looking at the replays, he got me a beauty and backed me as well. So, 
Well, for all our listeners, this is a big effort by AJ. This is actually game day for him. So we thank Legend. you very much, mate, for coming on. Um, sounds like you just had a little bit of a sleep in, which is good. Game day, we're ready to go against the Tigers tonight. Mate, how's the, how's the week been um, with preparation for this one? Because everyone must have been you know, pretty disappointed with letting that lead slip against the Raiders last week. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, it was um, very disappointing for us, and it's a pretty short week. It's a five-day turnaround, and our facilities were flooded in, so we had to train down at Chugan, and um, so it's a bit of a uh, in-and-out week. But I think, um, yeah, the fact that you know last week was so disappointing, I think everyone's just going to turn up today and you know do what it takes to get the job done because, uh, like you said last week, um, it was yeah pretty bad for us in the club and. Um, mm. Yeah, we're looking forward to be back at home and hopefully um, get back in that winner's circle. You think the quick turnaround and a few little disruptions with the with the rain, uh, Brimo, can help just get get back to business tonight? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, we got Jermaine there. Uh, he's only been at the club over a week and I think, you know, they might be a bit wet tonight as well up here and with a short turnaround, everyone's still a bit sore, but... You just kind of got to turn up and get the job done, and hopefully we'll just you know go back to basics. And what's it like, Bruno? Where it feels like you know I'm a glass half full guy. You know that. It feels like the the answer is right there for you in the sense that you've got incredible attack, and all you need to do is sort your defence, and you're a genuine top six side. Is that something that you are aware of and you speak about, or what's the kind of internal dialogue? Yeah, no, you're right. It it is something that we're aware of, and. Um, you know, it's one of those things, you know, we did we did train hard all pre-season all about our, you know, particularly our yardage defence. Um, that's where we wanted to be better and, you know, really, you know, camp teams uh, down in their own end. And it's just something that, you know, is taking time, unfortunately. We we did, you know, we are working hard and we, we know, we've known for the last couple of years that we can always score points. But um, unfortunately, we're that team that, you know, scores four and lets in four or five. So, um, you know, we, we are working on it, but it's, Unfortunately, this is still a work in progress. Now, did you take my game plan to the Titans of try to score more tries than you let in? Because that's what I lived my whole career by, bros. <laughs> what did you say, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> I said, mate, my whole career was just try to score more tries than you let in because obviously I let in a lot. But I also want to ask you, uh, you know, Campbell, Campbell was fantastic last year. And obviously, you've moved to six. He's gone to one. I know he's injured this week. Have you? Were you, I guess, excited about the six role? Because I know you came into grade as a fullback, but you were actually a, a half coming through the grades. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, yeah, no, I'm actually really enjoying um, being at the six in the six role at the moment. I, um, you know, especially you know, JC went went down with the ribs this week, and you know, the first thing I thought was, you know, I'm pretty keen to stay in the halves. I didn't want to. You know, go back there. I'm, I'm a six. I'm a six now at the Titans, and the transition's been pretty smooth. Um, you know, like you said, I grew up playing in the hub. So, um, yeah, no, it's been good. I'm really, really enjoying my role there, especially playing with Toby in the hubs and getting to play with um, players like JC and that. It's, it's working well. AJ, how's um, how's the new skipper going, mate? In his new role, Big Tino. How you found him as the captain? Yeah. Yeah, I get along well with Tino, and he's he's only young, but he's a really good leader coming from um, you know the Melbourne system, and he's been a he's been a good leader since he's come to the club, and 
he really just wants the club to succeed. So everyone's jumping on board, and um, I think he's doing well in that role. He still brings the um, the ringworms to the club, but other than that, he's, he's doing really well. <laughs> he's still got them. <laughs> oh, mate, he's still, I promise oh, mate, you. I'm, I'm, I promise you. He's got he's got one on his arm as we speak. <laughs> That's not good. I'm gonna have a word to him. I'm covering your game tonight. I'm, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna pull him aside and just say, mate, clean yourself up. Get have in a, the shower, have Tino. a tub, son, mate. It's it's mate. It's free. It's basically free water these it's days. Ca- it's called soap, <laughs> oh, mate. Ninety nine cents. Surely, in his massive deal that he just signed, mate, he can get he a bit just of soap. signed an eight million dollar deal. Mate, can be. any soap companies out there that want to get in touch with Tino, let us know. We'll reach out. Yeah. Uh, Brimo, now I know you you love a snuggle. You love a snuggle. <laughs> Speak to me about some Netflix shows that you're watching right now to take your mind off, off footy. What Netflix shows are you watching right now? I've actually watched um, two really good movies, uh, but they're both mm. in uh, – one's in Korean and one's in, like, Spanish. I've been um, I've been watching those. I just go on the IMBD and watch the highest-rated movies and, and start watching those. And um, Ooh, there's a movie wow. called – Is that uh, a tip? Forgot, actually, what's that? Sorry? Is that a tip for the listeners, mate? Go to IMDb, look at the the best yeah. rated, and you're almost guaranteed a great movie. Exactly, it's 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 pretty good. Now I just if I hear about a movie, I just go online, see the reviews, and you know save some time to see if it's any good. But um, there's a movie called um, The Invisible Guest, Parasite, and uh, Forgotten, and they're all uh, you got to watch the subtitles. But uh, you know it's it's ah. good. They're good flicks. Oh. That was going to be my next question, Brimo. Like, I, I didn't know. Were you fluent in Korean or French, or was it <laughs> subtitle? You sort of. Right. Not at all. Not at all. I just. I had to keep going back, and um, when I, you know, the Spanish thing, they took too fast. I couldn't. I had to keep going back and try to listen. <laughs> took you six hours oh. to watch a two-hour movie, oh. Brimo. <laughs> Literally, but it was wow. good. It was good. Um, now, Parasite is actually a fantastic movie. A fantastic movie. Okay, so. Speak to me about Asako coming down. You know, it's only been a week, you know, and, and most clubs have the same systems, you know, out the back plays, um, hit and shot, all that kind of stuff. Yep. What's he been like just in that small chance you've got to know him? He's brought a lot of confidence in. Um, I think he's, you know, he's obviously at, at Redcliffe next year and he's kind of got a, a bit of a role here where, like, he can just, you know, help out where he can and, and he's kind of, he's got that confidence. I don't think he's got that pressure on him here and, um yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been looking good at training. He's got a good running game. And, you know, we had a bit of a captain's run yesterday and he was looking sharp. And obviously, I think, you know, there could be a few times tonight where uh, not everything goes to plan. But as long as he just, you know, does what he does and uses his footwork and steps and uh, his running game, I think he'll be all right. But no, I'm actually excited to see how he's going tonight. He, um, he's been looking good. Oh, yeah, actually, he's been looking good, has he? <laughs> he looks yeah, he looks good with his baby oil so he's still got his baby oil you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, now going into the game tonight the Tigers it's uh, you know a huge clash for both clubs you know mm-hmm. the Tigers obviously had really both clubs had really disappointing weeks last mm-hmm. week Tigers under a lot of pressure under a lot of pressure you guys you, you really should you know you should have closed the game out What's the kind of feeling going into this are you aware of how important it is to your season to get back to the standards that you know you can play? Yeah, yeah, we're definitely aware. Uh, we know it's going to be hard. Um, you know, they're going to come out firing as as they should. But um, you know, we we're going to come out firing as well. You know, they probably had a disappointing start to the season, but you know, we're also coming off a disappointing loss. And um, you know, we're back at home. And like you said, it's early days. It's very early days in the season. But we know how important um, a win tonight is. So uh, we'll make sure we get the job done. 
Mate, thank you so much to join us on your day of the game, mate. Absolutely. You know you know I love you, Brimo. You know that. So uh, I appreciate I it, mate. You. Thank you for coming on the show. I miss thank you too, you mate. Much. We'll absolutely be going for beers. Next time up on the Goldie, and I've got a bit of time, mate, we'll be going for beers and we'll have a good time. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me, guys. appreciate it. Good on you, AJ. Good luck tonight. Legend, mate. See ya. Uh, anyway, that was the great AJ Brimson. Oh, good. The great AJ Brimson. Thank you so much to the Brimo. Coming on game day, you know mm. what's really funny? Did you mm. have any game day tradition, Smithy, or something that this is what I need to happen mm. for me to perform the best I can perform? Not really. No, I, 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 was, I didn't have any superstitions or any sort of anything in particular I need to do in any order. Mm. Um, very different to a few of my teammates across my career, particularly a, a bloke like Dale Like He mm. was too like the minute... Like of things that needed to happen. Like wow. the alarm went off at this time. He had a little sleep in for a certain amount of minutes. Then he got out of bed and then he'd have his breakfast. Had to be a certain size meal wow. of certain foods and all this sort of stuff. I just, no, I was pretty casual, mate. Like, I, yeah, three kids also for the most part of my career. I'd just get up in the morning and help them get ready for school. Sometimes take them to school, depending on obviously location of the game and what mm. time we're playing. But uh, no, I just... As long as I had a bit of a rest before the match and I was ready to go, I, yeah. yeah, that was me, mate. I was pretty casual. Mm. Uh, early, in, early in my career, <laughs> I was crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was crazy. Yeah. Not, not in the sense that I needed it to a minute, mm. but one rule I had was no one was allowed to contact me on game day. Really? So if you sent me a text message, whether it was my mother, my partner, my brother, wow. you're in, you're in, you're in trouble. Really? And I'd be blowing up because it's just... For example, my debut, uh, I don't know, I had this, because it was such a huge transition for me, mm-hmm. I, I just needed every mental bit of, like every energy uh, every energy I could kind of muster yes. mentally and physically because mm-hmm. difference to, say, you playing, if you're playing in a game, you're not thinking about passing that much. It's kind of happening naturally. You're not thinking about tackling. You're not mm. thinking about running. Mm. Whereas when I was playing, even when I, in my first year, I'm still going through the phases of thinking about everything that happens. Well, because, you're still learning the game, really, weren't absolutely, you? Absolutely, absolutely. So every pass to me was a big deal because I'm thinking about <laughs> passing. And you can even you can go and watch. Like yeah. my passing technique is, is poor. Yeah, it's it that looks clunky, looks mm. unnatural. Mm. Uh, but so on my debut, yes, I get named to debut. It's down in Manly. Oh, and they're at Rookie. this stage, Brookie, yeah. 2007. Yeah. They're a really good side. Really yeah. good. Oh, I think, yeah, 07. Yeah, they're uh, playing the grand final. Yep, really yep. good side. And then the next yep. year, they obviously went in to win it. Anyway, we go down to Brookie, and I say to my mum and dad, look, I don't want you to come down because I just need to do this myself. This yep. is something that is so – I need to be so focused. Yep. I can't be worried about I – don't, I don't need any distractions. Exactly, yes. exactly. Yep. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, sweet, all good. Anyway, went down there. You know, I played pretty well. Get off the field, and you know, I'm just so happy that I got through it. Did you I'm, have a win? We, no, we went down, but – Bit of pub ammo for you, Smithy. Okay. At the time, I was I ran for the most meters of a debutant in the current era of rugby league. Wow. It was like two seventy five or something like that. Oh, scored a, a had a night out. Yeah, had a night out. Scored a seventy five meter kick return try. No way. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I and think rookie it was, was like a cow paddock then. Oh, it was crazy. We, it was the only game where I had to wear like long studs. <laughs> it was like these red boots that I didn't normally wear. Yeah. And, and in that same game, I dislocated my shoulder like during it and popped it back in. Oh, oh it was painful. But anyway. Uh, so that we finished the game, we walk off. A few things happened. First of all, the first thing the media manager said to me is like, mm. "Just so you know, you won't be playing NRL next week." And I was like, the me- "Oh, the okay. media manager?" Yeah, yeah. So he'd been told to do that, I guess, to bring me back down to earth. And something else that I'd ah. never, 
That's a Wayne special. Exactly. That's he, a Wayne special. Exactly. And he did another Wayne special as well. I think. This is all allegedly. Maybe I'm conspiracy theories. So, you know how you do your 3-2-1? Yeah. So, I'm on debut. You know, played really well. Yeah. We lost. And so, I played really well in a, in a losing side. Mm-hmm. I didn't win a single point. And I reckon Wayne has intentionally gone... Take those points don't, out. Don't give him anything. Exactly. Yep. And so I was like, man, that sucks. Like, I feel like I should have won player's player. Like, come on. Give me something one, here. One point at least. Exactly. That's why I thought it was – he should have played it a bit smarter and given me one or two because yeah. then, you know, obviously – anyway, I walk out the uh, the uh, walk out of the stadium and my mum calls and she's like, oh, where are you? Uh, sorry, I'm like, oh, where are you? And she goes, we're quiet. And I'm like, where are you? And she's like, oh, I've got something to tell you. And I'm like, what? And she's like, oh, we came down and we were like hiding in the stands and we like, we left straight away because we didn't want you to know that we'd come down. So that's how serious I was about, you know. Oh, uh, God, mate. God love your mum. Oh, it was, I'm so glad she was there. Yeah, it, I know. You know I Looking back at it now, like, 100%. That's, a, that's a huge moment for you. Yeah. Yeah, mate, it's a huge moment for your mum and dad. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. To, to be able to see you um, yeah, play your very first game of NRL, it mm. means a lot to you, but it means a lot to them as well. Like, it's a proud moment for them. So. Good on them for sneaking down. Absolutely. I'm so, so glad they did. Because now, if they hadn't have, I would look back and regret that, that they didn't get yes. to share that moment. Yes. So that's the story of my debut. But after the break, we'll talk to Smithy about his assistant coaching role. We'll also talk about Payne Haas. Is he worth a million dollars? Make sure to call in 1300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736 and we'll see you on the other side. But as Queenslanders, <laughs> mate, we are so stoked to have you as assistant coach. Now, walk us through it. How are you feeling, mate? Thanks, Kempi. No, really, um, really proud. And I think I used the word chuffed, you know, that mm. uh, Bill actually you know, considered me to to be on his coaching staff and, um, you know, to be alongside, you know, Jonathan and also Josh as well. Um, it's, uh, it, it, yeah, look, it, it feels good. And, and, you know, I must say it's, I've spoken about this before. It's a, it's a, it's a team and a jersey, and and obviously the people and the state of Queensland. Now I'm very passionate about that, and mm. um, it was disappointing to watch uh, the series unfold the way it did last year. And um, I, I think the the major the major thing for Bill and and the way he's spoken about him taking over as coach and the difference he wants to make is is just bringing back, um, just stripping back what it actually means to, to play State of Origin for Queensland, mm. what it means to wear that jersey and, and making sure that all the players, you know, the current day players under, understand, you know, the standards around being a Queensland Origin player and, and actually remind them who they're representing and, and what it's all about because it's not just a another game of rugby league. It's not mm. it's not like your, your every week NRL match. Mm. It's it's much bigger than that. It's, you know, the NRL is, it's it's a big business, it's a big organisation, it's results-based and, you know, State of Origin is too. Mm. Yeah, we, we want to win. Yeah, for sure. But it's it's much bigger than that because when you think about uh, what State of Origin does for, um, for you know, the followers of the game, um, it's it's what Queenslanders in particular, I believe, they, they live for. Mm. They cannot wait for the State of Origin series to come around every year mm. and watch their, their heroes go out and, and represent them um, in, a, in a way that, that, you know, when they wake up that following morning after the State of Origin game has been played, they're, they're, they're proud. They're proud of their footy side. Um, so, you know, I, I'm excited about that. I, my role, mate, I, it's all about trying to help Bill in his first year. Mm. Um, that's what I'm thinking about. And 
and just trying to give the players that I'm going to be working with every opportunity to be at their best um, on, on game day because you know, we're working with the best of the best here. We're working mm. with the elite players of the competition. They know how to play the game. Mm. They, they know how to play. It's, That's what I was going to ask you. Is it kind of, is your mindset right now, you know, tactics obviously matter. They, they do matter. But these guys are the best of the best. Mm. Is it more about how do we make these boys turn up on a Wednesday night and play the best they've ever played? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the thing I've learned uh, in my time in Origin. You know, I've, I, I was coached by Mal Meninga for the most part of mm. my Origin career, and you know, he never ever tried to outcoach the opposition. Mm. Um, we never ever tried to come up with a game plan that was going to be any better than New South Wales. Mm. Um, and he was never a, a huge tactician. Mm. He was all about getting everyone in, in the right frame of mind mm. to be ready for that battle um, come origin time. So, you know, Billy's a, a great tactician of the game. He, he reads the game really well. He has done pretty much his entire career. Mm. Um, I think everyone's aware of that. So that's his strength. And, and I guess that's the reason why Bill asked the people that he has asked, you know, myself, Josh, and, and Jonathan, to be involved in the, in the coaching staff because we all bring different strengths to this this um this footy team mm. and, and together you know we'd like to we'd like to try and help put these players in a position where they can be at their very best or mm. give them an, an opportunity to be at their very best come game time mm. it's interesting because it's interesting how you said that you know Mal Meninga didn't try to out coach it was more about getting the boys up and mm. playing good footy mm. you know Bellamy one of the greatest if not the greatest coaches of all time probably didn't go as well as we thought he would go at Origin. And that's yeah. not because he's a good coach. It seems like it's a different type of coaching for Origin. Yeah, and, you know, I th- like someone told me about, and you mentioned off the top, you know, that people are questioning the lack of experience and all that sort of stuff. Well, that, that just that just squashes that theory right there. Yeah. Like Craig Bellamy coached the New South Wales side <clears throat> through the 2008, 9, and 10 series. And out of those nine matches, I believe he his team won two. Crazy. Two of them. So, you know, he was a guy that took over that role as New South Wales coach with mm. great coaching experience. Unbelievable. He was, he was a premiership coach, mm-hmm. um, a guy that many regarded as the best coach in the game at that time, and mm. he had poor results. So, you know, for me, it's not – I'm not concerned at all about coaching experience or, or, or whatnot because I've, I've seen firsthand mm. – yeah, the style of coaching that works in in this environment. It's not yeah. about trying to grab this team and 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 try and coach them to a victory. Mm. It's about you know giving them tools and and guiding them and and sharing knowledge about state of origin and and trying to give them an opportunity to be at their best on game night. For sure, it's what's really interesting about that is. New South Wales. The reason that I felt that they had that record win in game one last year. It wasn't tactics. It was just the pace that they played at. They just yep. played played at an outrageous pace, and mm. we were shell shocked. We didn't. We just weren't with them from the jump. No, and that's just all energy, really. Yeah, and and look, Kempi, look, I'm not I'm not making excuses for the Queensland team in in game one, um, because you know we were disappointing. That mm. that was not up to standard for a Queensland State of Origin side, and all mm. the players involved in that match mm. were aware of that. Um, and they spoke about that, how they were embarrassed mm. by that performance. But there were a couple of things that obviously didn't go right for them. Mm. Um, they took a couple of players in, I believe, that were well and truly underdone. Yep. And yeah, they hadn't played a single game for six weeks. Yeah, that's crazy. And they took them into an origin mm. game and expected them to perform well. So 
you know, I'm I'm hoping, um, but I'm certainly not getting too concerned about it at the moment or worrying about it. But I'm hoping that you know Bill and the selection panel have a have a healthy squad to pick from um, mm. for this first game, and that they can um, put together a, a 17 that's that's going to be strong and and very competitive mm. come game time in in the first match. Now I'm going to walk you through a scenario, Smithy, and you tell me whether this is bang <laughs> on or not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yep. 70th minute. <laughs> six down. Yes. Queensland is six down. It's a decider. Yep. You turn your shoulder. I'm in the crowd. Mm. And I whisper, rip and tear, Smithy. <laughs> you rip your jacket off. Your boots are on. Your jersey's on. You run on. You win the game. Is that a possibility? No. That is not a possibility. My my state of origin days are well and truly done, mate. I just had to get it out there. No. So it was uh, five years ago. Five years ago, I finished, and um, I'm very happy with that decision still. Um, although, you know, when State of Origin rolls around, that feeling. Oh, the feeling. Like, you're just like, man, I'd love to just give me a couple of minutes out yeah. there again. But, you know, my time's gone. Yeah. Billy and uh, JT and, and Josh Hanno, who I debuted with, actually, in game three no and three. So that's pretty. That's a pretty cool thing. Um, you know, our, our time now is, has sort of moved around to try and to try and help the, the current Queensland players. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for us, you know, we just we want those guys to feel the the feeling we had as Queenslanders and yep. and to feel the success, and I guess you know the 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 feeling of of accomplishing something really special, because you know as I mentioned at the start, like this playing Origin is is not like playing NRL. Mm. You know, it, it's playing for something so much bigger. You know, you're playing for you know, the, the farmers out on the Darling Downs. You're playing for mm. the miners out in Central Queensland. Um, you know the banana growers up in up in the north. Mm. They're all over. Like in, in our big cities, you know they they stop when State of Origin is on. They mm. stop and everyone watches that that team running out with the maroon jersey on. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really exciting times. The, the 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 chance, I guess, for you guys as you know you came through and you made history as mates playing. Who knows? Hopefully, you can build something, you know, quite special going mm. forward. Uh, yeah, stoked for you, mate, and cannot wait to see the uh, mate Billy up in the coach's box. Yes. How good? <laughs> How good? JT, who, who's who's running water? Who's running water? <laughs> I don't know at the moment. I don't know. Um, Spencer Hammy's out, mate. Get him ready. Yeah, I don't know. He might chuck me the blue shirt. I don't know. <laughs> That's got to be Alfie. Surely, surely Alfie. Alfie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got it's his. He's earned it. Oh man, he's earned it. Now, uh, after the break, we'll get to your texts. Uh, we've got plenty of text here, Smithy. Make Thousands. sure to text in 0457 736 736 or call 1300 1170. And we'll sit down, we'll talk to you, ask us your footy questions, and we'll go through it with Smithy. But we will see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. We've got a million, a thousand texts, a million texts. Hey, guys, Ryan here. Just wondering if you think there's a world where the blue side this year would feature Hines at six, Cleary at seven, if their current form both continues. Mm. Or do you think it's more likely Hines will be gunning for that 14 jersey? I think they'd both be terrific contribute uh, combination mm. and expand the Blues' attack on both edge. Well, uh, look, uh, he wouldn't look out of place, would he, playing in the halves? Like, he's, he's set the, the competition on fire. His form at the moment is outstanding. Um, the, the one thing, I, I just want to see Nico when he comes up against some of these better defensive teams, mm. um, yeah, that's not taking anything away from his, his footy at the moment, because mm. as I said, he's, he's playing outstanding. Um, <clears throat> but I just want to see him up against like a Melbourne or a Penrith where mm. 
They're going to um, they're going to put a lot of defensive pressure on him. Mm. And, and what I mean by that is they're going to take away a lot of his time, mm. a lot of his time to be able to sum you know situations up. Whether he's going to run the ball, whether he's going to pass the ball, you know, his kicking is going to be under a lot more pressure than what he's faced. I reckon in the first few weeks. So, but in, at the same time, like. He he'll handle Origin. Mm. Like he was in the he was in the squad well, last year, so sure. he had a little bit of a taste of the build up and and what the camp's about. So he's he's clearly on the radar of uh, of Brad Fittler. Yeah, I mean he's playing absolutely incredible. Uh, you know that was a that was a great shot. That was a great shot of a text there. I love that. Taylor Made has sponsored our, uh, our texting. Taylor Made is a great golfing company, so mm. uh, we'll be giving away prizes throughout. Uh, the show, so keep texting in. But we've got another question here. Question for Smitty. Which team from what year was the most... Actually, just quickly on the Heinz thing. Yeah. He said 14 for Heinz. Could he be 14? Mm. Now, right now, my immediate thought is, yeah, Heinz is a perfect 14. Mm. But Pappenhusen has also been playing really well, and mm. he had that 14 jersey arguably on lock last year. Do you yeah. think they're going to be fighting for that 14 jersey? Could Pappenhausen potentially be the one? Wow. Over Teddy... Wow. wow. I'm just tossing it up. Yeah. Wow. Surely not. Teddy, the captain. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm just tossing up because remember last year, I think the early rounds, they were, like people were talking about him taking the jersey off Teddy. Yes, that was absolutely the case. Absolutely the case. He'd won the Clive Churchill. He came out playing really well. Then he got the head knocks. Uh, very interesting. Uh, very interesting. I think. Mm. I, I, di- I highly doubt it. Yeah, I, yeah. I just tossed that up there to, to say, could he potentially take it off him? But Teddy, <clears throat> you know, having such a. Yeah, you know, he played strongly last year without mm. dominating. Um, obviously, Turbo did. Mm. Uh, Latrell was good as well. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, look, I, I think he, he'll be the one. He's yeah. the captain. He's the one. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd toss that one up there. Something different, mate. Well, so, mate, something different. But also, I guess, you know, you'd almost be doing the jersey a disservice if you weren't considering every fullback that's playing well. You know, Well, they got they got four playing for them already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he's going to roll out 13 fullbacks. They don't it. mind a fullback. Oh, mate. I tell it, you what, it, they're, it, they're not hey, bad fullbacks. Yeah, it's work it's for them. It's work for them. Uh, yeah, really interesting times. I, I personally think that the battle for that 14 jersey will be Hines, Pappenhusen, mm. Radley. Mm. Another smoky, if he comes back and is playing really well, is Schuster. So, in Curran, oh, yes. Josh Curran has also yeah. been mentioned. He's been playing well. Curran, Curran mate. Yeah. I love Curran. Yeah. I, I just think he's such a great buy for the Warriors. The Warriors, uh, you know, they've had some unfortunate losses of players, uh, but Curran is a great signing for me. Curran is a really good signing. Now, we've got some more text here. Howdy, the 14th Immortal and Smitty. Just want to, <laughs> just want to know what and if any changes you and the new Queensland coaching staff plan on bringing in. Hmm. Um, well, uh, well, it's still early days, and someone mentioned to me the other day uh, that you know it's coming up quickly. It's seventy days away, but yeah, you know, a lot of footy has to be played until that first week. But you know, we've had a couple of chats, uh, the coaching staff, um, and really we're just we're just nutting out a few things, you know, from last year, doing a few reviews on mm. on certain parts of the game last year where uh, we feel that the the footy side can improve on. Mm. Always got to look to improve, can be, you know, even if you come away with a series victory the year before, you, you need to be looking to be better. Mm. Um, so we'll, that's that's where we're at at the moment. Um, and as far as, you know, trying to implement new things, you know, Billy's got a few ideas. Got to remember, like, he is the head coach. He mm. is the head coach. You know, we're talking, you know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, this, this coaching staff and whatnot. And, you know, at the end of the day, Bill's the boss. Mm. 
Um, so he'll be the one that that makes the decisions. And and as I said before, my my I see my role as just assisting him to be able to get the job done, um, his job done as best he can. Mm. Now, uh, get a goat and captain coach. <laughs> I want to know your opinion on Jeremiah Nanai continues his oh, early wow. season form. What club do you think he should sign for? And is he a smoky for origin? Regard the mad cow. Now, that, that text was a hole in one. That text was a hole in one. Yeah. Made, uh, tailor made. You've won a tailor made package. Uh, you've got a radar hat, a golf towel, a backpack. I mean, it's the whole shebang. Tailor made, fantastic golfing gear. But what do you think about Jeremiah Nanai? Well,. Well, on the weekend, fantastic. Mm. Scored three tries, nearly got four. Um, just as far as, um, you know, the difference in the teams, like just the energy that he played with, I think was quite infectious right from the start of the game for the Cowboys. Um, and he's off contract. He's one of the sort of, you know, the hottest players on the, on the market. It's all about timing, isn't it, as well? Oh, mate, just yeah, unbelievable. Mm. And particularly with the way that, you know, like, offers and the salary situation, like just big numbers are thrown around these days. Like clubs are just looking for someone to make a difference right now. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of clubs in that situation where they're just looking for someone to get them out of the hole they're in. Mm. Um, It's a a really good point. Uh, Back when, you know, you would know much more than me, but Mm. anything over like 300K back when I was playing was Mm. considered like you had to... That that was big money. Big money. And Mm. also... The way it was at the Broncos anyway, the way I was told as a young fella, maybe they were just telling me that so they didn't get a big contract. Yeah. But it was almost like <laughs> even yeah. even if our guys that are 25, 26 are playing really well, mm. the way it works is once the big dogs retire, that's when you get their, their size contract. Yes. So it's kind of like a revolving door. Mm. You kind of have to do your time first. Do your time. Like no matter how good you play – it's not going to be till you're like 28 till you get the contract. That's just how the timing works. Yeah, I feel like nowadays that is completely out the window. Oh, you know, completely yeah. out the window. Well, there's guys, there's guys in our competition that haven't played a single game of of, of NRL football, being mm. paid half a million dollars. Insane. And and there's guys now. You know, there's so many people, you know, players getting around, um, and and agents. You know, the player mm. agents. They're out to to do their job, and that's to represent their player and get top dollar for them. Um, you know, they play, you know, two seasons of football and all of a sudden they're saying, oh, I want a million dollars. It's insane. You know, like for me, if I, if you look at the competition now, there's there's maybe two, three players that are worth a million dollars. Definitely. You know, as, as far as, as far as, um, you know, the contribution that they make to their football side mm. um, and, and, and the difference they make to certain results. Mm. And they need to be making that difference consistently yeah it can't be oh this week i'll have a bit of a rest and next week i'll have a go and then the next week i'll i'll have another rest and hope someone else does the work and then the following i'll have it it's every week Mm. if you're getting paid that much money you need to be making significant Mm. differences uh to your footy side and the results that they're seeing Mm. actually Um, that's interesting we'll we'll save that because we're going to talk about pain house next break Mm. but it's uh so nanai but nanai yes oh look i I think you know he's he's a good young back row he's a tough kid like 19 years of age 19 i love his energy yeah and and that's the thing that impressed me most on the weekend i I called that game um 
up at Suncorp, and look, he he was fantastic. I, I'd love to see him stay on. Mm. I'd love to see him stay on with the Cowboys. I think so too. Um, you know, he uh, he played his his well, he played his junior footy up in North Queensland uh, for the the Cairns Kangaroos, I believe. So he's he's from that region. Okay, that's good. So I, I'd like I like seeing guys. Um, you know, if if they're able to stay in the place where they grew up, mm. I, I think it, it, yeah, it's sort of, it, it's a bit, yeah, it, it's nice to have fairy tales and whatnot, but it's it's a good story, you mm. know, for guys to be able to represent the the region that they grew up in, and mm. and you know, it, I think it makes a difference at times. Absolutely, you know, you look at Penrith, how much more does it mean to them that a lot of those guys oh, are absolutely. from the area? Yeah, uh, what's what I really like about Nanai too is sometimes I feel like forwards can kind of get into this rhythm of like hit, get to the ground, play the ball. Mm. Whereas what I love about Nanai is every run is a fight. Mm. Every run is a fight. Yeah. And I think that there's very few players that still kind of do that mm. uh, where they're kind of just they're in the rhythm and the structures of the play. They have to get here. They have to get there, which is good. You do need that. Yeah. But if every run's a fight, it just makes it that one chance you may get yeah. can change your whole game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and and, you know, but to be fair, Campy, I think a, a lot of that is due to the coaching now. Mm. Sometimes, like players are told, like, mate, yeah. just get to this point on the field and get down get and play down ball. quickly. Yeah, we don't want you, you know, wasting time trying to make a couple of more meters mm. and the possibility of, you know, getting tipped on your back or getting driven back or potentially a one-on-one steal and turning mm. the ball yeah, over. Mate, sure. just get to this point. You know, we want you to run it. Yeah, the halfback, make him tackle you, get down and play the ball for us. Mm. Yeah. So you know, that's that's, that's the balance. where the footy is at the moment. Yeah. Um, but certainly, this this young man, he is he is he has shown his quality, um, you know. And I'd like to I'd like to see the Cowboys try and retain him. Yeah, absolutely, totally agree. And what I love about his game as well, we spoke about Towns, and I said last week, big issue, he missed ten tackles. Is that a concern? Comes out this week, and I think he only missed two tackles. Yeah. So I really like to see he a young good. player that you know comes out and. Very easy to just rest on your laws as an attacking player. He came out and sorted out his defence. Now we've got uh, morning fellas. Pat from Sydney here. Wanted to hear your thoughts on Connor Watts' performance at nine so far. He's obviously got a great running game, but it seems like his service out of dummy half isn't quite crisp. Mm. I think it's costing the Chookies a lot of momentum and advantage line progress. Thoughts? Um, Well, it's a new role for him. I know he's played a little bit of nine, but not as um, frequently as he has this year. Uh, He got a bit of a knock on his shoulder in... Was it round one or two? Round one, I think yeah, it was. Early on, early on. Um, <clears throat> so that that can't be overly comfortable for him. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think he's a. I, I actually think he's a pretty good number nine. Mm. And and as I said, he's growing into that that role that he's been given now um, for the Roosters. And and it's easy to just to roll in to that position um, when it's part time. You know what I mean? If you're coming off the bench and you're playing a little bit of like that that link. Um, 13 roll in the middle and then say, mate, just jump into nine for us for 15 minutes. It's easy to get in there because when he was doing that for Newey, like, he'd just jump in and, and run the ball. Yeah. Um, but now where the majority of his uh, his play is is passing, mm. um, it's a new skill. Mm. It, it, it absolutely is. And, it, and it's different to just passing, you know, receiving a ball standing and then tipping on to someone like – it's a, it's a whole different technique where you have to pick the ball up off the ground and, mm. and give crisp service um, to guys that are standing, you know, sometimes 15, 20 metres away mm. and they want the ball quickly and they want it on the mark every time. Mm. Um, so, you know, but, you know, speaking with Connor, he he's working hard at that at that craft and, and that skill. And I think particularly when you've got coaches 
like um, you know Trent Robinson and and uh, I know Jason Rolls is there now looking after the forwards. Um, he'll 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 be a lot better week on week. He'll he'll improve. Oh, I I totally agree. And also, I think Roosters as a whole, whether it's defence or attack, just are a bit clunky right now. Yeah. It seems like growing pains for them right I don't now. think they had a lot of time together in the preseason, yeah, Kempi, okay. with, with a whole range of things. Mm. Um, I think they picked up, uh, you know, a few of their players picked up some injuries through the preseason, which a lot of clubs do. Mm. Um, there was some, um, a few of their players, their partners had children, so they spent time away from training. Mm. Um, I think a couple of those players, it was over a critical part of their preseason where they went away okay. for a training camp where they yep. got a lot of work done. Yep. Um, and obviously COVID mm. as well. So it's been a little bit disrupted for them. I think Kiri only just he, – he maybe had a couple of weeks with the, with wow. the footy side. Wow. Um, so they're, they're a good footy side. They'll be – they'll come I good. Now, after the break, we're going to talk about the big pain has. Is he worth a million dollars? Make sure to call 1300-01-1170. Ask any of your footy questions or text in 0457-736-736 and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. It's time now for this. Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the schnitzel business. Oh, best hands, and we've seen some great hands during the week, didn't we, Campy? Yum, 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 yum. Oh, love to get my hands on some schnitz right now. <laughs> oh but anyway, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that for next week. I reckon we mm. might be able to get some delicious snitties from I'd, the snits. Right now, the I'd show. eat myself into a coma if I could. Really? If I could get a snitty in my hands, All right. couldn't stop me. Fair enough. Okay, uh, the best hands this week. Now, this is like a 3-2. It's like a Dally M vote, but it's a okay. schnitz vote. Okay, for best hands. Uh, one point, well, it's going to the man that we just spoke about spoke about just before the ad break, uh, mm. Jeremiah Nanai. What about his hand, like taking the tro- uh, the, the the ball from Tommy Dearden, cross mm. kick, back rower. Back oh, we rower. Just, we don't see it enough these days. Yeah, he must love a schnitty. He must love a schnitty catching and, like that. Oh, absolutely. He thought it was a schnitty. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to let this one go, but he, he scored his third try, as I spoke about yep. before. Got a hat-trick, the young man. Um, so well done to Jeremiah. Number two, two points to Charles Nickel Klugstay. Klugstad. Klugsta. Klugsta. Klugsta, I think. Sorry. Sorry, Charles. Yep. Sorry, Charles. <laughs> um, we'll work on that one. Uh, he was diving on a, a kick to, to seal the 22-point comeback for the Raiders. What a win. Uh, and he, he looked he looked almost back to his best on the weekend. Like he was, He's a damaging fullback. Mm. Um, so busy, too. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's when he's at his best. He's for just sure. all over the park and he's everywhere. Uh, but three points, three points. I couldn't go past this, man. What a fantastic game he had. Scored a double, first of his career. Mm. And the second one was to seal the victory in Golden Point, if you don't mind. Unfortunately, um, at the very uh, same instant as ruptured his ACL, and that's Ray Stone. First of all, having having the smarts to be able to chase that field goal mm. attempt by Mitch Moses. Hit the upright, as we know. Hit the right upright down at Amy Park. Took a couple of trickles along the ground and just popped up beautifully for him. Hit yeah. him on the chest. Oh, man. Come on, come off the right foot. Stepped inside uh, Jerome Hughes and scored the winner for him. So three points to Ray Stone. Um, hope the injury, hope your recovery, fa- uh, recover fast, uh, Stoney. Um, we don't want to see those injuries in the game, but three points to, uh, to Ray Stone. Mate, what an incredible uh, performance by him. It's 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 moments like that 
where it's all heart. That was all heart. Now, uh, that was best hands thanks to schnitz. Bite into golden, delicious, handcrafted schnitz. After the break, we'll wrap up the first hour. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron yeah, Smith. We got it right then, We got it right the second time. Uh, missed the first hour? Check out the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith on podcast Apple and Spotify. Uh, call 1300-01-1170, text 0457-736-736, or we have Twitter at 1170-SEN. Now, big, big question, Smithy. Mm, mm. This a million-dollar target gets thrown around quite a bit. Uh, it's been reported that Payne has his new manager that he's agreed to. Believes that Payne Hash should be on a million dollars for 2023 and 2024. The question has been bandied about: Is Payne Hash worth a million dollars? What do you think? Who's his new manager? I've, have... His name slipped my mind. It didn't yeah. sound like a manager that a, a regular. One of, one of the big ones. No, again, it, it didn't no. ring a bell when I read the name, but I could be wrong. Fair enough. No, I was just, I was just um, out of curiosity. I was just, yeah, wanted to know. Um, it's a big question, isn't it? And mm. and I get, I understand why um, Payne Haas and his management would feel that way because he he's special. He, yeah, he's special, and we've spoken about how good he is, um, particularly for his age and the things that he's doing at the moment in that p- particular position as a prop forward in the NRL. Mm. Um, still a very young man, and yeah, you know, he's only a few seasons into his his career, but a um, million dollars, you know, like. Uh, earlier in the show, I, I spoke about how I thought maybe, you know, two, possibly three players in the competition right now is worth a million. And, and is Payne Pay is currently on, is it 800? Oh, no, right? I think it's a bit lower. So he took unders yes. and then they upgraded into about 700 recently. But we actually have a caller on the line. Right, okay. About Payne Haas. Uh, Murray from uh, Castledean. Are you there, Murray? G'day, lads. How are you? Hey, Murray. Good. Yourself? Yeah, real good. Hey, look, I, I think uh, Haas and, and Tafita came up, come under the sort of same umbrella. Like, they're a million mm. on, on, on potential, but on performance so far, not. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I probably, you know, Fafita, obviously, I, I agree with you. He's got a lot of potential and he's yep. so damaging. I'd probably say Payne Haas has been a little bit more consistent with mm. his performances. Uh, but I do understand when you look at the future, they, they've only really played for what, Two, three years now, max. Mm, mm. And so, you know, have they won premierships? You know, have they no. won Origin? Well, Payne Haas has now. Uh, so you, you could you could argue that there's still potential bound. Mm. Oh, look, you, I, you I know, think... You know, I think I, yeah, go on, Murray. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, sorry, Kim. Uh, you know, I sort of think, uh, you know, if if, uh, if Bellamy was coaching, okay, there'd be no negotiables in regard to their performance. Like he'd uh, he'd just sort of say, "Fellas, this is the work what I expect," and and uh, you mm. know, don't put your head back in the dressing room at halftime if it isn't up to standard. And I and I also think what they probably need both the teams, they re- both those guys really need a dominant, demanding guy that distributes the ball. And you know, I can imagine you, Cam, if uh, if if those fellas didn't take the ruck up, I reckon you'd eyeball them and they'd get the message, "Hey, you're taking the next one, and you'll be taking it hard." No, you're right there, Muzz. Um, you know, uh, I, but I think I agree with Kempi where I, you, it's probably hard to question Payne Haas's um, performances as far as um, his contribution is concerned. I think whenever he's out on the field and the minutes that he plays, like he puts his hand up and does the hard runs and, and whatnot. I think the issue that the Gold Coast Titans have had with uh, David Fafida is, is trying to get his involvement um, up during games and, yeah. and trying to increase... 
you know, the impact he has on matches because there's been games where he's finished with like less than 10 runs. Mm. Um, you know, so for a guy, you know, talking about a guy that's being paid a million dollars, you, you want a little bit more output per match um, or in those 80 minutes that they're on the field than, you know, I guess six or eight runs. So I, I think from our point of view, uh, well, certainly from my point of view, it's if you're getting paid a million dollars, it's it's about it's about the the impact you have on your side and the influence that you have on the team's performance every every game, mm. not not just yeah. not just every second game. It's every game, and you also have to take yeah. on um, yeah. You also have to take on the responsibility of off field commitments as well. Mm. You know, doing a lot of work through the commercial um, part of the organisation, working with the media. Um, it's it's not just you know, the bulk of that pay is, is for your on-field performances, but, you know, there's certainly a lot more things that come with being a million-dollar player in the modern game of football. But it's a great call. Yeah. Thanks, Muzz. Like, like, yeah. yeah. Hey, can I just one last thing? Yeah, mate. Hey, yeah, look, sure, mate. Hey, look, look, I'm an unabashed Bruce's man, okay? And and I like to Boyd Cordner in regard to his mm. work rate, if you mean. And, and the trouble mm. with with Payne and, and uh, Andrew at Fafita at this point in time, like if you're 10 in front, they'll get you to win B20. If you're 10 behind, that's where they're lacking just at this point in time. Yeah, I mean, you're a great point with Boyd Corner. You know, is he as naturally gifted as Payne has and Dave Fafita? You know, I don't think so. But we look at the difference that Rooster's side is without him. There are intangibles that he brings mm. that are absolutely incredible. You know, he really will get you back in the game with a tough run, uh, he will really lead with his actions. So you're absolutely right. You know, the, there's certainly certain intangibles that, uh, you know, maybe younger players need to develop. But Boyd Corner for me, was one of the best of those kind of things. Mm. That's a great call by Muzz. Great um, call. He made some good points. But, yeah, back to Payne Haas. I think, yeah, for a front rower that plays, what, 50 minutes? Is that is he oh, averaging around 50, a bit more? Bit, about 60, I think. I'll get that up, actually. Yeah, so... Um, it, it's a big call and it's a big decision for Brisbane to make because there's no questioning, you know, the, the effort that he puts into that footy side. And you can't question, you know, his approach to his footy and the energy that he brings to that team. But is he is he making that team win more than they lose? Right. 57, about there. Yeah, 57. Yeah. So is, is he making that team win more than they lose? Mm. Yeah, mate. I, I think with Payne... It's it's a double-edged sword because when you look at his stats and you compare it to other front rowers mm. that are on, say, for example, let's say James Fisher-Harris. Mm-hmm. He's probably the premier fullback or at least one of them. When front you look rower? At, front rower. Yep. When you look at his stats compared to Hass's, you would go, well, Hass, you know, if, if Fisher-Harris is on 800K, then Hass is probably on 900, maybe to a million. Mm-hmm. So you could argue that, yes, he's worth a million with what he brings to his team with his the way he plays. Mm. I would just make the argument with the Broncos right now, how is paying him a million dollars going to change where they are on the table? Yeah. It's, it's not because he's, he's going to continue to play the way he does, which is fantastic. Yep. But the reality of the story is, is we are at the bottom of the table mm-hmm. and we are struggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we're you know, not right now, but mm-hmm. the last few years. And so I think it's actually probably not in Payne's best interest to get paid a million dollars yeah. a year, because if he wants to have a great career and win premierships, the only way and stay at the Broncos. The only way that happens yep. is if they have money to be able to recruit more people. Yeah, you're exactly right, Camby. It's a great point. Like at the end of the at the end of the day, Payne Haas needs to make a decision. Do I want to get paid 
top dollar or do I want to win premierships? What am I in this game for? Mm. Am I in it for money or am I in it for the opportunity to finish my career as a premiership player, possibly a multiple premiership player? Mm. And to be able to do that, there can't be two, three players on a million dollars. Yeah. And I just think the you problem, need, you need yeah. to, sorry, mate, to cut you off, but you need to sacrifice mm. at times financially to be able to do that. Yeah, mate, I absolutely agree. And I just think that there, you know, the position the Broncos are in right now, there is no denying they still need to recruit. Mm. So it's not like the Melbourne Storm where they can win a premiership with the side they have. Yes. So they could pay Munster a million dollars or, you know, whoever mm. they want to pay. Whereas mm. there is absolutely no doubt that we need money. And so I actually think it's in Payne's best interest if he wants to stay at the Broncos. Yep. Now, the argument against that, though, would be if I'm going to take unders, why don't I go to a club that's already close to winning a premiership? What do you think about that? No, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, but that club also has to have a, have a bit of cap space as well. So it's a uh, – oh, look, it's, it's a big puzzle, and, and that's why it's so difficult when it comes to contract time and negotiations and all that sort of stuff because sometimes there, there aren't – opportunities to move mm. um so if you are stuck with that one club then you know you're looking to try and get the most out of it mm. and look for pain you know in Payne's defense i don't think it's unreasonable that he considers the one million dollars because i do believe he is that special you know yeah. and and he delivers every single week you know yep. he has a red hot Absolutely. track now let's get on to the preview Gold Coast Titans versus the Tigers. Mm. What an interesting match what i love about this year is that even teams that you know the Tigers are struggling mm-hmm. The matches are still super, super interesting. What do you got here? Um, well, as far as the matchup is concerned, I, I think the Titans, well, they can win and should win. A lot of pressure on the West Tigers at the moment. They, they just need to, I, 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 <laughs> in some ways, can't be. I feel sorry for these I boys. Do. I, do. I feel sorry for them because there's so much attention on them right now, and and you can see that. You can see it when they go out in the footy field. They just they they just look like they they're uncomfortable. They at times don't want to be out there. They don't enjoy their footy. They just they're don't. not they're not enjoying it. And and you know forget about forget about them being footy players and it's the NRL. But you 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 look at any person in any job in any industry, if they don't enjoy it, they're not going to perform at their best. Mm. They will not be performing at their peak. Oh, they, they just won't. Mm. Not consistently, anyway. Yep. You know, you can roll up to work in, a, you know, in not a great mood, and you know things aren't working. And you could probably put punch out eight hours work mm. at at high quality, but I can almost guarantee you, you can't do that all week. No. So for these guys, they they almost they just gotta they gotta find something tonight in this eighty minutes, muster something together, just the Jagger win. If mm. they get one win. I feel as though they can gain some momentum and start putting some wins together, and and the the pressure and the exterior noise mm. will finish. Yeah, that's the only way they can do it. Absolutely, is by winning footy games. You know, if I was a coach and I've got no experience doing it, but I just think the Tigers are in a position right now where if I'm rocking up on Monday and I'm mad, I'm just reducing the stress level so far and and mm. basically speaking to the 17 players are going to play and say, boys, I don't care how poorly you play or how good you play this weekend. I mm. truly don't. How many errors you make doesn't matter. I just want you to go have fun. Let's not even think about the stresses of what we do right now mm. and let's just think about how lucky we are to be playing rugby league for a living. And yep. it sounds a bit corny or, or whatever, but 
at the end of the day, the only way you be the best you can be yeah. is if your mind is in the best state it can be. Well, we've seen we've seen time time and time again, can be like it, there's got to be a balance. Mm. There just has to be a balance. And the great coaches and the good, you know, the great teams that we've seen in the past, they've they've got that balance. Mm. They've got the balance of working hard and enjoyment. Mm. So there's no, you know, we're not denying like you have to continue to work hard because if you don't, then you're not going to be competitive. Mm. You have to have. Um, a good work ethic around around training, and there's going to be times where you have to put your head down and your backside up mm-hmm. and get through stuff. But there's got to be an element of enjoyment as well, because if if there isn't, you, it's like going to work and just smashing your head against a brick wall mm. every day. Yeah. So they got to they just got to look, go back to what sport is all about, and and fundamentally, sport is for enjoyment. Mm. It's a bit particularly team sport. Like it's about being around your mates. Yeah. It's about being around, you know, your colleagues and, and working towards a particular goal. Mm. And for the West Tigers, their goal should be about just going out and playing some footy, a game that majority of that team has played since they were little boys. Mm. And 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 remember the reasons why they first started playing the game. Absolutely. And and you're <laughs> only ever going to achieve something great if you're willing to do things that are beyond the the call. If you're not like you, you can go out there and just try to do your job, but doing your job doesn't win footy matches. It's mm. about doing the everything extra, yep. above and beyond what your call is. And I think the Tigers just just get into that mindset of like let's just let's galvanise, let's, let's circle the wagons here. Yeah, yeah. And and like you said, mate, like they need to, you know, I, I mentioned before, they just need to muster mm. right some <laughs> a quality. 80 minute effort mm. and they will, they will see the difference even if even if they were to get beaten by the mm. Titans tonight right but they put together a strong performance mm. that that will be acknowledged absolutely that will be acknowledged mm. okay if if they put together an effort that um they can when they walk off the field and say listen we gave it our very best tonight mm. that that will be acknowledged for sure We'll, we'll go to you know we'll keep our tips for the end. We'll keep our tips for the end. For the, oh yes, so okay. keep yes. The, the the punters in in suspense. <laughs> uh, now the Sharkies versus the Knights, yeah. six p.m. Friday night at Points Bet Stadium. Mm. Talakai moves from the second row to centre to replace Connor Tracy. That's one big centre. Uh, Wilton returns for suspension. Aiden Tomlin will play his three hundred match. Three hundred. The big fella started yeah. his career at Melbourne, mate. Toiler, talk about a toiler. Mm. He is a toiler and a half. Yep. Uh, they're playing the Knights. Uh, this to me is probably the match of the round. Uh, yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, I mean, I know although, Panthers Rabbitohs. Yeah, well, let's let's take that out because that's that's grand final rematch. Uh, have you? Do you find that that term funny? Like it's grand final rematch? Yeah, it's weird to me. I like, don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, like anyway. Yeah, not to worry. We got caught <laughs> up on that. Sorry, guys. Uh, Cronella and Newcastle. Well, well, Sharky's you know clearly coming into this with with really good form. Newcastle sort of you know up until the weekend where they were beaten by Penrith. Before, um, yeah, the send off, mm. th- they were right in that match. Absolutely, and I thought, and, and I actually thought that they did a pretty good job to stay in it as well as they did mm. with uh, with twelve men. They played pretty much what fifty five minutes with twelve men. Yeah, like a lot of the Something game. Like that. Yeah, um, might have been you know yeah fifty five sixty minutes with with twelve men. So, um, yeah, we all know you know Barnett being sent off in that match in the first half. I actually thought they did a pretty good job mm. um, to be able to stay in that in that game. And um, Look, I think this will be a tight one. 
I'm not going to put my tips in. I nearly gave my tip. <laughs> yeah, he nearly I did. nearly gave my tip, but um, this is a good game outside mm. of the outside of the Penrith um, Rabbitohs match that we're going to preview soon. This is a really good game. Um, the boy Ponga returns. Ponga's back. Um, been missing for the last two. Where, where's Ponga at right now in his career? Because I feel like it's a very strange situation where not only has he not extended. But he's been getting a few nigglies in the, the past few seasons. Yeah. And the momentum for him, he, he just got to find that momentum because yeah. we know how great he can be. Where do you, where do you see him? Oh, right look, he's just got to get his body right. Mm. I, like, I'd hate to see, I'd hate to see, you know, Kalen go through his career the way he has in the last couple where, mm. like, he plays two matches and then he's out for a month and mm. then he comes back for one week and he's out with, you know, a bit of cork leg or whatever and, um, we, we all know he's an athlete, mm. um, but if he can try and find a way, and I'm sure he is, yeah, like, for sure, yeah, like he's doing very, everything he can. Yeah, he's pretty. He's a, he's a he's very good at at those type of things. Yeah, you know, looking after himself, and um, he's quite a professional guy. So, mm. I, you know, I just hope that yeah you know, he can stay on the puck consistently mm. because he's great to watch. He's a great. Um, asset to our our game, he transcends sport. Yeah, and you know he's got he's got young kids, boys and girls, all over the country mm-hmm. wanting to be Kalen Ponga. Yeah. So yeah, the more often we can see him out there, the better. This is a great matchup. Um, Sharkies are just they're playing a good brand of footy at the moment. Mm. You know they're they're playing confidently off the back of Nico Hines. He's steering them around the park. Um, but I'm sure you know Adam O'Brien, coach of the Newcastle team, they'll he'll have them prepped and ready mm. defensively to, to, to try and minimise the impact uh, Hines has this week. A, a little battle that hasn't been spoken about that much. Mm. And I'm, I think they were at the club together, but both former assistant Roosters coach, Pitzgibbon. Oh, yes. Oh, O'Brien. Yes. Hey, bit of banter going on there, the coaches. Fitzy Mate, and Adam, wow. Get them to wrestle before the game. That'll bring the fans back. <laughs> get, get Fitzy out there. Shirts off, boys into it. Both angry men angry at times. Men. Yeah, love, love. I mean, Fitzgibbon loved to tackle blokes. Yes. He was a great. I mean... He's one of the most. He just didn't get the like. He still doesn't get the appreciation I believe that he deserves. He was such a good back rower. Yes, such a good back rower. What he's done at the Sharks, first, you know, to bring them together the way they are and to find an identity so quickly, mm-hmm. I think it's been fantastic. Uh, yeah. So the Sharks first nights. I even with the Penrith Rabbitohs, I still think this is the match of the round. Yep. I love the style of footy that they're playing. I absolutely. Um, and I love the fact that we're seeing two two teams outside of that. Top echelon, mm-hmm. looking the goods right now. But after the break, we'll break down which young player is climbing up the ladder after two rounds of the NRL season. Call 1300-01-1170. Text 0457-736. But call in. We love when you call in. 1300-01-1170. Even to say, hey, how you going, boys? How you going? Uh, I'll see you after the break, though. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Uh, I mean, look, we've got plenty to talk about, plenty to talk about, but... Uh, First, time for a new segment called Bailey's Ladders. Worksite trusted for over 60 years. Now, I've worked in worksites before, and if you're trusted for over 60 years with how safe you have to be, that's a high, high quality business. I'm telling you that right now. Now, let's break down which young players are climbing up the Bailey Ladder. Few good performances this week, Kempi, Um, and two actually from the same side, but I'm going to give my one point uh, to Taylor May, and you... You spoke about this young man, didn't you? Love him. Love him. Love the insight. You've, uh, he's actually off contract this year. You've tipped it. Mm. You've tipped it. He's a gun. Mm. Um, and he showed on the weekend uh, how good he actually he is. Um, and just the second match of his NRL career, um, scored a hat-trick. 
Got a hattie. Mate. Yeah, and he's, I think he scored uh, two tries last year as well. Did you ever score a hat-trick? Have I asked you this before? Yeah, I've, uh, I mean, I've scored four tries. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Little tip on there, Smithy. There you go, mate. Well done. Um, well, he still hasn't scored four, so that's something to um, aspire to. Mate, uh, what's Taylor, funny about that? He's a listener. He's a listener. Oh, right? he, he's drunk. listening out west for sure. Mm. He's, they're actually, the, what's funny is the four tries, uh, the record for the four tries at the Broncos, you've got like all these origin and Australian players like Renoff, Hodjo, yes. Carmichael, Israel Palau. Mm. Uh and then you've just got, oh, you've got Wendell Saylor as well. And Kempi. then you've got little old Dan and Kevin. They're like, wow, how'd he sneak in there? If you score four, does that go towards your hat-trick tally as well? Because you've essentially scored a hat-trick. Surely, surely. I mean, because I'm trying to think. I don't think I ever scored. I scored a few doubles, but not a hat-trick. Mm, there you go. If you know the answer, guys, let text in know. and let us know. Uh, two points, and we've spoken about this man, Jeremiah Nanai. Uh, only his seventh game on the weekend. Impressive. Only his seventh game and another hat trick. It's just a hat trick a thon for the for the young boys in the competition at the moment. Ran for he was well over a hundred meters, made twenty five tackles, was you know possibly the best player on on the field the other day, mm. um, and yeah, just outstanding. So he, the, the Cowboys they're going to need him to replicate those performances. But the three points um, goes to the guy steering the ship around, Tommy Deard, and he's been impressive. What a he? bounce back. Been impressive, and yeah. do you reckon he had a point to prove? Mate, he had a big point, had a to, point prove. to prove because he was literally so he wanted to stay at the Broncos, yeah, and they just didn't offer him anything. That's right. Well, they essentially said, "Mate, way you go, way you go." They released him mid-year, mm. and that's the, he's such a good example of like if you're a young half, you've got so many years to learn your craft. Do not expect these young guys to come out of the package ready to go. They yeah. need a few years to build into their game. And to his credit, he, he you know, he's knuckled down and worked hard and he didn't let that little setback yeah. um sort of, you know, stop him from mm. from progressing in his career. Um particularly for a young man that's you know, when you're playing for the Broncos and they say, mate, yeah, I think it's not working out, you mm. can you can look around. That can really put a dint in, in what you're trying to do in your career. But mate, he he had a blinder. Tell me about um, it. They did it to me twice. There you go. <laughs> I still haven't recovered. Oh, it's not good. Anyway, um, what do you have? He had a line break, two line break assists, three three try assists. Mm-hmm. Wow. Big game. Um, and, and scored one himself um, against his old club. So he was out for a big one, uh, Tommy did. And so there you go, boys. There was the uh, the young players that are climbing up the Bailey ladder. That was uh, thanks to Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to the worksite for over 60 years. After the break, we'll continue our round four preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Let's continue our round two preview. Mm. Penrith Panthers versus Sydney Rabbitohs. I mean, wow. He's back. Nathan Cleary, he's back. He, he teased us last week. Kempe. Yeah, he teases. He teases. Oh, he's, he's talking about, oh, no, he might be in. He was we'll never going to play. No way. He didn't need to. They were two from two leading into the weekend against Newcastle. There was no there was no need to risk him at all, and they got the job done. So, But he's back. Panthers fans, they're rejoicing. I've seen streamers. I've seen parades in the main street during the week because he's back. Um, it's a big deal out there. Big deal. Big in. But it's a big in, isn't it, oh, um, for Penrith? And we all know that. Yeah, he makes a huge difference to that footy side. Speaking particularly of a million dollar players. Yeah, speaking of a million dollar players, and mm. just and the the whole game is is based around um, him being in that footy side. But they've done very well um, mm. without him. Rabbitohs really impressed with them on the weekend. Um, I was actually uh, <laughs> before that game when they played the Roosters, and although I tipped the Roosters, 
I was actually thinking back um, with their game against Melbourne, which was a bludger for the mm. first 70 minutes from a Rabbitohs point of view. Like they just could not hold on to a, a footy. And but but when I was looking back and I'm thinking they created probably twice as many op- scoring opportunities as Melbourne did, mm. right? But they just the last pass didn't stick. It was you know thrown over the t- sideline a couple of times. It was down at people's feet. It was behind people, which then allowed Melbourne to scramble and and make that last tackle. But I'm thinking if things start to stick for these boys, like they they can score some points mm. and they can really do some damage mm. to no matter who they play. And that's what happened down in Sydney against Absolutely. the Roosters. Mm-hmm. Everything stuck. Like, look at the Luttrell try. So it was a turnover by the Roosters. They went down that right side. I think um, someone yeah, someone went for like a flick pass or something and it hit the ground. Um, the Rabbitohs picked it up. They, they did a, like a little flick pass and then Alex Johnston did like an over-the-head yep. ball to Luttrell and away they went. Those passes weren't sticking the previous week. Yes. All right, but they did against the Roosters, and you have a look at the results. So, uh, for me, I think you know Penrith are they they are the favourites mm. from from the bookies at the moment, um, particularly with Nathan Cleary being back. But if if Souths turn up and and they put a game together like they did against the Roosters, mm. I think it's a lot tighter than what people actually think. Mm, no, I, I mean I totally agree, and and with your sentiments of. It was such a bizarre game against the Storm. If you just looked at it, I guess, from a bird's eye view, you would say, wow, the Rabbitohs are so far off where they were a year ago. Mm. But when you actually get to the nitty-gritty, you're like, well, no, actually, they did everything right up until the last play. Yeah. And so we saw they did the same thing against the Roosters, and they looked, I would say, they didn't look as good as last year, but they looked pretty close. Pretty close. And you've got to remember, like, that that Melbourne game, that was Latrell... Mitchell's first game back True. looked a little bit underdone. Mm. Um, with all due respect to Latrell, he was, looked a fair bit underdone. Um, so last week, better again. Mm. And you would like to think a player of his quality will be he, – he would have improved again for this game. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that he's up for this one as well. You know, yeah. there was so much hype around um, his return match against the Roosters with the Joey Manu thing from last year. Um, I, I hope I just hope that he sees this game mm. just as big as what it was last week because of that personal battle battle that he had. He's got to remember this is the team that beat him in the grand. Oh, well, sorry, beat his club in the grand final last year. He yes. obviously didn't play because he was suspended. But he's got to remember this is and and this is they, they are the reigning premiers. Mm. They're playing at home. Huge match, just mm. as big, if not bigger, than last week against the Roosters. Oh, for sure. And it's it's a kind of a, a personal battle to win because you could if you're Latrell, you can say, if I was playing, we mm. probably we could have beaten you. Yes. You know, he can make that point mm. tomorrow night or, or sorry, the next night. Yep. Uh this Friday, he can make the point of you played an understrength Rabido side in that grand final. Here is our full strength side. You know, we we can get the job done if if I was playing. So mm. huge game for him. Now Cleary. I mean, this guy is it's uh it's almost getting to a point where you almost just expect him to just come back and be the man that he was. Do you think it's mm. still going to take a little, little bit of time to get back into his groove? Yeah, I, I, well, I think so, Kempi. Like he's not, he's not a robot, mm. um, and he is, he is human, and he's got faults and and whatnot. And he hasn't played a single game. Mm. Like I know he would have played, a, he would have done a lot of um, sort of contact work and an opposed work at training in preparation for this match, but 
he hasn't played a single game yet. Mm. And, yeah, so it's very different coming in. He'll handle it, though. Like, but it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if he if he come up with a couple of um, uncharacteristic plays yeah. as far as you know Nathan Cleary's standard is mm. is concerned. Mm. Now I'm not saying he's going to play poorly, but he'll play well. Mm. He's just a, he's a quality young man. He's a quality uh, footballer. He, he knows exactly what he'll need to do. Um, and I, I think what he'll do is he'll just try and slip straight into back into that system mm. and not try to overplay things and and try to come in and just overpower the rest of the team because they they have been playing some pretty good football in the first three rounds without him. Mm. Mm, mate, it's uh it's been it just shows you that they they've got the best of both worlds, an incredible system in a superstar player. It's mm. almost, you know, the the best recipe for for a win. I just wanted to ask your your thoughts on Talon May and uh, Isaac Tango. Mm-hmm. Tango I think mm-hmm. that's how you pronounce it. Apologies if I've got it wrong. Yep. The center combination. Now, Tungor, for me, has probably been the center of the year so far. Yes. And he goes up against Gagai last week. Gagai is playing arguably career best footy and yeah. he's the best center in the comp right now as we speak when it comes to form. Mm-hmm. And you could argue Tungor won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on a young player like Isaac? Yeah, look, he, he was very good. And, and I like how like these two these two guys are able to play a lot of football Came together. together didn't yeah. They? yeah, so I've tries together. On you the can weekend. actually you can actually see you know, the the rewards that um Penrith are receiving now for for putting together, you know, some systems below mm. the first grade mm. team. You know, through their junior systems and, and developing players and identifying from you know, a relatively young age that these guys could could potentially be NRL players mm. and just you know sort of nursing them through those junior um, levels and, and giving them some experiences around that that first grade uh, squad so that when they come up they're ready to go mm. and you know it, it just shows you know the the um, positives around having guys that 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 have had time together from a junior level when they get to the NRL, it's just, you know, they're not overawed by the situation. They're comfortable because they've got someone there next to them that they're, um, they're used to playing with. They know exactly um, the characteristics of their play, the style of play that they do like. And, and as you said, like they combined for five tries Incredible. on the weekend. And like Talon May was replacing To'o. I mean, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, now just before we go to the break, Quick breakdown of Lachlan Ilias. Mm. You know, he, he was under a bit of pressure game two. Game three rolls out. What did you think of his performance against the Roosters? Nah, very good. Uh, look, I, I, I think I think he's been pretty impressive for the entire start of this year, Kempi. Mm. He hasn't tried to overplay his hand. He's been quite steady in all the matches that he's played. He's gone out and played his role, which I think he's been asked to do. Mm. Um, from, from my point of view, looking at it, it's like he, he understands that He's a rookie and he's starting out his career. He's not trying to be anything that he's not at the moment, mm. which is a guy that's that's only a few games into his career and he's just uh, just trying to cement his place there, trying to grow each week as a, as a player. Um, and look, I think he's doing a fantastic job. When he has opportunities to run the footy, he has a he has a dig. He's he's a pretty strong kicker. Mm. Um, he's he's got some good skill in his kicking area, and you know he's brave in defence too. So that's all mm. you can ask from a young guy coming through. Absolutely. I, I love the little things like his his ability to square the line up. He goes into the line. Mm. You'd be you'd be shocked at how many young halves are still trying to get that right. Or yes. even like 
halves that are deep into their career. Mm. Um, and well, I think he has it. Yeah. Well, that comes from like a junior level, isn't it? Mm. Like they just they need to be coached from a junior level to be able to do that. But he certainly is a a player on the up. Mm. Um, and you know, performances like the other week and results like that, it's only going to give him more confidence. But um, we're moving on to the next game. Oh no, we're going to go to the break. Are we? And then we're going to come back. Uh, and talk about, so after the break, we're going to discuss the best moments we've seen in sport this week. So make sure to call in or text in, and we'll see you on the other side to look back in the week of sport and break down the best moments thanks to our friends at Best Sheds. Best Sheds are up to 40% cheaper. What a deal. What a deal. The old man shed going good still? Mate, it's up. I mean, as I said, haven't seen him since. That's haven't good. seen him since. Oh, that means he loves it. Well done. Um, if you want a shed, make sure you ring Best Sheds, guys. Uh, but, yeah, a couple of uh, mentions this week for um, for my look back on sport and, and the great moments. Ray Stone, we, we touched on this. We gave Stoney yeah. three points, actually, in our earlier segment. But Ray Stone jumping on that loose ball to score. Uh, Troy in the Golden Point win over the Storm. They're a bit of a bogey team for the Storm, aren't they? Mate, they just... At the moment. They, they beat them twice last year mm-hmm. and, and now one from one in, in 2022. Do you so. think it's the Arthur Bellamy connection where he uh, may... Maybe see something that other coaches don't. I guess I don't know. I don't know. He just. I think he just gets his this, angry yeah, head on big game for the storm. Gets angry. Maybe. <laughs> um, and the other one was Daily Cherry Evans, twenty fourth, twenty fourth career field goal. Like he's just a master at it, isn't he? he Loves just, a field goal. Yep. And in like on his home turf, how? Just quickly, how mm. good? I still call it Brookie. What is it? Lotto Leonel or something? Four pines. I four, think. four pines. It's changed names mm. eight times in the last two years. I still call it Brookie. Yeah, how, I call how, it Brookie too. I, I I switched the game. I was like, where is this being played? Mm. Did you see the new stand down the end? Yes, you, you're totally right. It did wow. look different. Yeah. Brookie, moving up in the world, How Brookie. good. What's interesting good about Manly is like a couple of years ago, they were talking about selling it. The, the, the owners talking about selling Manly. Oh. And I just think that the injection of Tom Travojevic is just – I think yeah. that they – so a lot of their games actually got moved to – the, the best time slots mm. due to Tom Travojevic. That's how much of a star he was last year. Wow. Like he's had that big of an impact on the club. Well, that's when you can ask for a million, see? Yeah, mate, that's when you can ask for a million. Now, it, what's interesting is you're the... getting broadcasters changing time slots. Absolutely. Because of you. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're the two, mate. They're the two that stood out for me. So, yeah, that, that's brought to you by Best Sheds. Best Sheds are up to 40% cheaper than the competition. Visit Best Sheds. We've got a few minutes before the breakdown. We're going to take some text, but I just wanted to mention quickly, did you get an opportunity to watch uh, Warney's Memorial last night? I actually didn't because I was on a plane up here. Okay. Yeah. Mate, fantastic. I saw, I saw images in that, though. Fantastic. And I don't know if any of the listeners out there got to see it as well because it was a quite a long show, mm. whether you've seen part of it or all of it. I, I sat down with my family in the lounge room and watched it last night. Bloody so good. Mm. So good. Just a deserve? fitting sort of send-off for... Um, a man that, that did so much for uh, cricket, but so many, like, I learned so much about, like, some of the stuff that he did in his life, like, mm. away from cricket. We all, most of us know exactly his achievements in, in cricket, but some of the work he did with, um, you know, underprivileged children and children with disabilities and just doing things for people that were less fortunate than him mm. in his life mm. um, just shows, you know, such a quality person. And, and the thing that impressed me most about him was that, he was just he seen himself not as this global superstar but just a a, a guy that was was a lo- local kid from Melbourne just one of the suburbs the bayside suburbs of Melbourne um from Blackrock I think and uh it's just so happens that he turned out to be a guy that played cricket on the world stage and that a lot of people knew him so mm. 
Fantastic. And the thing that got me, I was getting a little bit, little bit, yeah, bit of a lump in the throat was his dad got up and spoke about, you know, the mateship that he had with him. Uh, his brother also spoke about, you know, the times when they were young fellas and mm. how competitive they were. And then when he's, goodness me, like when his three children got Ooh. up, mate, like Summer, Brooke and, and Jackson, just like the things that they spoke about, you know, from, from a point of view of, you know, them, him being their dad, mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we all see Warney as, you know, this, this legend icon. Legend, like, he loves smoking cigarettes yeah. and, you know, having a good time and, you know, being very out there with the way he lived his life mm. and, and like a just a, an unbelievable cricketer mm. on top of that. At the end of the day, like, he went home and he was just, he was just dad. Yeah. He was nothing, any, he was nothing else but just dad to those yeah. kids, you know, and he just did normal stuff, you know, cooking them dinner, cooking them you know, it was a penne pasta or something. Mm. I think one of his one of his girls spoke about and yep. um, you know, eating ice cream with them and watching movies and taking his young fella to golf. It's just that's just everyday stuff that yep. dads do. And like, I, I was sitting there just going, "Wow, like this is it's it's sad and and shocking, but mm. so like beautiful at the same time mm. to be able to to get an insight into his most important job, which is being a dad." Mm. And and that you know those moments that that, that they're more important than any moments yeah. outside of his you know family life. Yep, uh, I got to see some snip, some snippets from it. Some uh, mm. and I think it was Jackson. You know his speech, mm. and yeah, you, you kind of it makes you take a step back and realize these these kids have lost a father. You know we yeah. we we've lost an icon. Yes, but they've lost a much father, more to them. You know? Yeah, so, fifty five. I think it's fifty five thousand Kempi wow. turned up to the MCG last night. That's incredible. Fifty-five thousand on a, 000. On a during the week. Yeah, so, what school, what's today? school night, Wednesday work night. night. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday night. Mate, it's all blurring into one for me. I forgot what, uh, <laughs> I forgot what day it was. Uh, now, uh, after the break, uh, make sure to text us in. Call in, actually. I, w- I want to call in, guys. I think that uh, I love a call in. I love to chat to the listeners. Thirteen hundred zero one eleven seventy, or text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. After the break, as well, we'll be talking about what's newly coined the Kemp Cup. I'll tell you that after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run right here on 1170 SEN across the SEN network. It's New Zealand Warriors membership day-to-day. Use code SEN22 to get your $30 fan pass today. That's SEN22 to get your $30 fan pass. How good's that? Beautiful. Uh, Now we actually have a Warriors player, the great Ewan Aiken, mate. Are you there? Hey, guys. How is? Hey, Ewan. How are you going? Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 we, we got hear. you, mate. Can you hear us? Hello. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> you there, Ewan? We had the same problem with Brimo. We did. Didn't we? You got us, mate? You there, mate? He should be there. He should be there. We, anyway. We'll, if not, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to him. Well, I mean, we'll speak about Ewan. How good's his transition been into the back row? Oh, it's been great. And and as we, we've seen, well, he started his career in, in the centres, wasn't he? Mm. Played a lot of time in the centres, but he's gone to the back row. He's bulked up a little bit, mm. Kempi. And mm. I, I think he's been a, a great buy but, you know, for the Warriors. And um, he's uh, he's playing some outstanding footy. Um, have we got him on the line? Ewan, you're there. You, can you hear have me? You yep. got us? Yeah, we got you, yeah, mate. We, we got, got you. you. Oh, sweet. How are you, lads? Yeah, going good, thank you. Thanks for being on the show, mate. How's uh, how's the week been? Got a got a uh, first up win for the season last week. How are the boys feeling? Yeah, no, good. We need to get that one off um, off the back sort of thing. Um, get that first win of the year, and hopefully give us a bit of confidence going into the Broncos. And obviously, it's our sort of local rivalry at the moment because they're just across town, so it should be a big match here at Redcliffe. 
Now, I'm getting reports out of the Warriors and the Broncos camp that you guys are calling it the Kemp Cup. Is this correct? <laughs> <laughs> you wish, Kemp. <laughs> I was going to say, there's, there's, some, there's, some, uh, there's some pretty good names that also could be the such and such cup. <laughs> it could be the Tate. Yes, the great Brent Tate. Brent Tate. Uh, yeah, champion. Yeah, probably one, yeah. And what about what about what about the great Buster Seymour? Well, Brett Seymour. Yes, Brett Seymour. That's a throwback. <laughs> now, now you and you've made the transition to the back row. I want to know how that conversation came about. Was it something that you approached the coach with, or the coach came to you with? How did that all come about? No, it was just pure. Um, we're down on troops um, in the back row last year and before the Tigers game uh, back into the year, and he just said um, we sort of need you to fill in this spot this week just to, to cover injuries, and then. Obviously came out and played a really good game, so I sort of um, did myself in then, and then like the coaches just like, sort of liked what I bring and um, the leg speed, the back row, and being able to sort of keep the defenders inside shoulder, which helps the uh, defensive line as well. So after that game, they sort of just sort of stuck with me there, and they sort of liking what they're seeing from me there. Now, all three games that you've been involved in this year, you and they've been pretty sort of tight affairs. What what have you made of the competition so far in the first three weeks? Um, yeah, no, some good quality competition. Um, but just on our end, I think we haven't really hit our straps yet. We haven't really um, sort of stuck it, um, a game yet. We're sort of, we feel like yeah. we sort of haven't hit any potential. So, uh, which is a positive thing because we still got to win on the weekend. But um, when, when it all sticks, I hope hopefully that will um, start winning more games in a row and and then we should truly show our potential as a as a team and hopefully make finals this year. Now, you recently you announced essentially that uh, you know you wouldn't be going back to New Zealand with the Warriors, and you decided to stay. Uh, you know what? What I guess started to stay in Australia. What was the thought process with that, and and how'd you come to that conclusion? Yeah, it was um, sort of family reasons. So um, with my partner there, so I sort of don't want to go into it too much with it because because of her sort of stuff. But um, and then yeah, just because we've been on the road for this would be next year moving again, and then the year after moving again. So. Um, stability was a big reason for, um, for me and my partner so uh, unfortunately yeah. that's just the way it worked out I was really keen to go over there and, and spend the three years over there but it hasn't worked out like that um, obviously it sucks not being able to go over there and experience it And um, but hopefully we can bring some games back there at the end of the year and really show the Warriors fans what we're made of and hopefully um, after such a long way away from home we can sort of reach finals and hopefully get, get a game back there for finals yeah, for sure, mate. I mean, I, you know, I went over to New Zealand, and and it it is it's really tough over there without your family. So it's um it's definitely something that all players have to go through. So um hopefully everything's good with the miso, mate. But uh, what's it yep. been like being a part of the Warriors? Uh, you know, through this really tough time, you've 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 done the jersey so proud, and I guess rugby league in general are just Warriors are everyone's second favorite team because of what you guys have sacrificed to to play footy in the NRL. Yeah, like it's um, more so some of the boys that are actually from New Zealand rather than a couple of us Aussie boys, but definitely the sacrifice they've made to be away from family so long. And a lot of the times they haven't even been allowed to go back home, even when the sort of border rules sort of opened up even now, um, just because of the, the risks involved and all that sort of thing. So the temptation's there to go back, but they sort of still can't at the moment. But um, the good thing about it is their family can travel over now. So um, hopefully a few of their boys get to get their family over and then, yeah, we get to take some games back there. I think our first game will be against the Tigers, uh, I think, uh, in July sometime. So hopefully that'll be a packed out stadium. Now, 
You and Sean Johnson, he's been named on an extended bench. Will we see him run out this weekend? Um, I'm not sure, actually. He's, he's sort of tracking along well. He's just got to hit a couple of more uh, fitness tests, and then um, I think they'll make a decision later in the week. So um, hopefully we can get him back. Yeah, I think he'll be good for our direction and leadership around the team. So I think that's something we've probably been missing a little bit. Um, and then hopefully we can string some games together and get some wins. Mate, now you've been uh, you've been around the block for quite a while. Uh, what's it like playing with a guy? You know, you've seen many really young, talented guys coming through. A guy like Walshie, uh, you know, he's super, super talented, got a lot of potential. Uh, you know, you're the back rower, so you can connect quite well with him. What's uh, I guess what have you seen in him that you really think is uh, you know, deserved of the superstar kind of tag that he is on him right now? Um, just his sort of he's sort of got a fearless nature about him. That, like if he sees something, he doesn't mind taking that opportunity, which is something that's really good. He's sort of not like a really uh, drilled-in sort of type of player. He sort of plays on instinct, mm-hmm. and which is something that you sort of really like to see these days. So, um, yeah, he's definitely a good kid, and he's, he's got a long and bright future. Now, for you personally, uh, as I said, I, I love your back row, mate. I think you're playing some really, really good footy. Do you think it's where you're going to stay long-term? Because you've also played some fantastic footy at centre. Is that Where do you reckon you'll end up? Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, there's positives about both positions, and I sort of enjoy both at different times. Obviously, when you're playing back row, you're a lot more involved in, in every single game, no matter what. But um, obviously, the plus side of being in the centre, sometimes you get that better ball, and you sort of got more of a chance of one-on-one. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sort of, I'm, I just sort of want to keep that value of being able to play both, and hopefully mm-hmm. the team picks me up and sees the value in that, and um, I can perform well at both teams, both, both positions, sorry. Now, how's Brownie going, mate? What's his What's his talk been like with the with the squad? You know, one from three at this stage. You have got a big game coming up against the Broncos this weekend. What's What's his talk been like with the team and where he'd like you to be over the next sort of month of footy? Yeah, we just got to make sure we're just cutting out the silly errors and costly penalties. I think if we can sort of limit them and and defend a little bit better to start the game, I think we'll go a long way to sort of getting some more victories. So. Um, that's been the massive point for the first three rounds. We just haven't started well and we put ourselves on the back foot and it's took us probably 20 minutes to get into the game and then we start playing some decent footy. So I think if we can start well, um, it'll be a massive plus for us and then uh, hopefully get the win over the Broncos. And what's the, you know, you can see Brownie and you boys kind of coming together and really trying to, I guess, build a, I guess, a, an identity. What's the, the goal for you as a forward pack? You know, what are you trying to build for the future of the, uh, with the Warriors in that forward pack? Um, yeah, we're just, we're just sort of um, trying to improve on what we did last year. It's obviously taken Brownie a sort of a year to sort of get his principles in the team. Um, so yeah, now we've just got to make that stick. So we all believe in what we're doing here. The culture that Tohu Harris is bringing as captain has been exceptional. Um, so we're just already get, getting around each other and um, our trademarks are earn everything, consistent actions and honest feedback. So we just so they're the focus point of um, our whole club and um, if we keep um, working hard for each other and, and being consistent and then obviously when time comes to give each other feedback we'll go a long way to sort of get into victories and um, and really push it for that final um, berth. Mate, uh, thank you so much for joining us mate and I hope uh, everything works out with uh, you and the family mate and you get a contract and it's, it's all good coming in the next season but uh, thanks for joining us bro. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Good on you, Ewan. Good luck mate. Good luck in the Kemp Cup. The Kempy Cup. The Kempy Cup. Kempy Cup. The Kempy Cup. It's uh, where teams go to play their worst footy all year. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, Damo from Narrabeen, he's just texted in. He said, boys, 
the the Bronx and the Warriors playing. It should be called the Brent Tate neck brace. <laughs> and they give a neck brace. Cup. Whoever wins the gets a neck brace. There you um, go. Imagine holding that up as a skipper. Mate, uh, that yeah. was brought to you by, don't forget to use the code SEN22 to get your hands on a $30 fan pass today. Mm. That's SEN22 to get your hands on a $30 fan can we step into the game now? Like, what are your thoughts here, mate? It's uh, I think it's going to be a cracking match. Yes. A cracking match. Obviously, both teams looking to you know the Warriors got the win last week, but they admittedly didn't probably play as well as they could have. Mm. Broncos obviously extremely disappointing. I I can't wait for this match. Mm. And Warriors they have a big fan base in Brisbane. They always turn out for yes. the Brisbane Broncos clashes. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to be an absolutely fantastic game. And also you've got Reese Walsh who was let go by the Broncos and he's playing Ooh, his team again. Yes. So there's a lot of, there's a bit of narrative about this. A few storylines. A few storylines. Uh, story yeah. I think um, this will be a good one. Good matchup. As you mentioned, um, and Ewan just spoke to us about it was that um, although, you know, they've, they played okay footy in the first three rounds and they mm. picked up the first victory last week. They haven't really been where they want to be. So if they come out and play, um, a better game than what they did in last week, and they're 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 right in this one against the Broncos for who, sure. Who would have been disappointed or below embarrassed, weren't they? I think Kevin Walters, the coach of the Broncos, he said we were given a lesson mm-hmm. and a lesson and a reality check by the Cowboys. Absolutely. So I think we'll see a, a very different uh, Broncos side this week, and, mm. and a side that look like they've got a lot more energy about them, particularly. In the second half, mm, absolutely, and I think for in the Warriors, uh, I guess defence that they've really haven't had a halves or a spine on the field all season. Mm-hmm. So you know when SJ was playing, uh, Chanel Tavita, Harris Tavita was out, yep. and so they just need to find a way to get them all in the park together yep. and just play some footy together. Do you reckon they'll do you reckon they'll play Sean Johnson? Oh, it's pretty risky this early. Coming off risky. a pec injury too. Yeah, I I feel look, it's a long season. An extra week isn't going to hurt. It's the Broncos. You know, I would feel that a, a Warriors side without Sean Johnson can still challenge the Broncos because the Broncos, yes, you know, they're not going as well. I mean, they started the season off really well, but they're not like a Penrith where you need every hand on. You know, every oh, when you're playing them, yes, yes, all um, hands on deck, all hands on deck. So look, I think it's going to be a fantastic match, a crash, cracking match. I hope Reynolds comes out and he, he looked a bit tentative mm-hmm. last game. He didn't really look like, you know, there was a few kicks that. Just to win a bit, a meter too far. And yeah. Well, he put a couple out in the full. Yes. That that really sort of changed the match for the Broncos, which is completely unlike Adam Reynolds. He's mm. you know, he's one of the best kickers, if not the best general play kicker mm-hmm. in the competition. So, um, yeah, a little bit off. A few yeah. of their players are a little bit off on the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Now we've got actually a call, a call from Jackson Newcastle. Are you there, Jacko? Jackson, you got us. Hey mate, how are you? Going good, Jacko. What do you got for us, mate? Um, I was just wondering about um, the future with the Bulldogs and the rumour of um, Payne Haas coming in 2000 and 2024. Now, where'd you hear that rumour? <laughs> <laughs> it was on the uh, Facebook page of um, the Bulldogs News. And um, if you look it up on the internet, it just comes up, yeah. So I just the thoughts okay. on it. Mate, I mean, I tell you what, I think that the Bulldogs, if they could land a Payne Haas, it would be absolutely massive. They've already got, in my, I believe, a great forward pack. Mm-hmm. And Payne Haas down yeah, so there with Addo Carr. Kind of out of nowhere, yeah. Yeah, uh, look, to be honest, if the Bulldogs could land a guy like Payne Haas, he's a, he's a real needle mover. He could, he could uh, 
But it's kind of like, you know, Kalen Ponga when he came to the Knights, I think it was like 2017, around that time. Mm-hmm. He just attracted players yes. of high calibre. And I think Payne Hass would do that. And if you add in Adokar, if you add in all the other superstars that the Bulldogs have now with Burden as well. Reed Marnie's on his way there. Reed Marnie as well. Yeah. I mean, you've all of a sudden got a top eight finishing side, in my opinion, if yeah. those boys all went. I just wonder, like, because they've, they've gone out and shopped around. Um, would they have the cash for him if he if he's asking a million dollars? Because if you go if if he's leaving Broncos to go to the Bulldogs, it's it's like for like, isn't it? Like mm. they're both teams that well, one finished Wooden Spoon, the other was fourteenth. Mm. You know what I mean? They're they're both in this this phase of trying to build some premiership success or or an opportunity to win a premiership. Is he? Like he's going down there and asking for a million dollars too, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I'd agree. What, what, it, it was, and, it and, was and, a well, million dollars. It was a million dollars, yeah, it was asking for. Yeah. And I was thinking, and, and like, the, with Kavita, like, from the Broncos, they might play well together, and yeah. Um, well, the, <laughs> the, the thing I was thinking, the thing I, I, I did hear, though, was that Gus Gould, right, Phil Gould, who was overseeing the, the footy program there at the Dogs, mm. he said that at no stage throughout his entire career as a coach or a, a performance manager, GM, mm. whatever role he had, he never ever overpaid a player. Mm. Never ever overpaid a player, or even underpaid. Or, or underpaid. Yeah. He yeah. just paid where he seen his value at that club at the time. And if they didn't agree, he was willing to just go. Yeah. He, he, well, but he was open to have a discussion. Yeah. If they were, if the if the player was a little bit disgruntled about what they were getting paid at the time, his door was open. Come in and have a chat. But the thing about him was that he never ever he had a price for that certain player. Mm. So if he thought that player was worth seven hundred, yep. he would say to that player, mate. We've got $700,000 for you. We feel that's fair for you mm. at our football team. If you don't think that's enough, then more – yeah, if, if you think that's not fair, then that, that's fair enough. Mm. Completely understand the way you feel, but we've got seven hundred. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's – Which is I, I actually – if I was running a, a football program and, mm. and was trying to – I know it's a, <laughs> it's a lot more complicated than that, Campy, but yeah. – um, that's that's the approach I would have, I yeah. reckon, I believe. Oh, I, I agree. What do you reckon, Jacko? Do you reckon that's the approach to take? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I reckon he'd go well for the dogs, but um, it's all just about the money and how much they will offer him and everything. Um, he's obviously one of the best front rowers in the league at the moment. I'm just going to have to see what happens. But, yeah, the Bulldogs got front rowers now that are doing a good job. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think the Bulldogs would be more suited to buying a seven if they had a million dollars to spend. Yep. Uh, but Payne uh, hurt, has couldn't couldn't hurt your side, mate. Thank you so much for calling in, Jacko. Crazy. Great Thanks, work, Jacko. Cheers, mate. Uh, now we're going to go to the break, uh, but after it, we're going to continue previewing the round. So don't go away. Uh, call in thirteen hundred oh one eleven seventy or text oh four five seven. 736-736, and we'll be back previewing the rest of the round. Welcome back to the Captain's Run right here on 1170 SEN and all across the SEN network. Time now for this. Sporting Holy moment. Schnitz. Time there now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to Schnitz, home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. We had a little technical error there. We just couldn't find the right button, but we got it going in the end, Kempi. Mate, there's everything going on in here, everything going on. But my holy schnitz moment of, like, mm. wowzers. Now, you know I love – I'm a bit of a nihilist, Smithy. Yes. Love to watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And watching Joey Manu throw mm. that ball down at Latrell Mitchell – 
I love that stuff because it brings passion to our game. Yes. Latrell Mitchell shared it himself. He loves it as well. Yes. It was obviously a reaction to Latrell Mitchell throwing the ball down the year before. He did exactly the same thing. Exactly. And I think that is what rugby league is all about. It is about people competing at the highest degree, putting everything on the line, and sometimes passions flare over. And I love Joey Manu giving it back to Latrell. And then Latrell... Giving it back to Joey Manu. Yes, well, he got the he got the last laugh, didn't he? He did. Latrell, uh, in a very good performance by the Bunnies. Uh, but my nomination for the holy schnitz, that's schnitz, uh, sporting moment of the week, was when Lance Franklin, buddy mm. Franklin, kicked a thousand, a thousand. Oh. His 1,000th career goal Um playing for the Swannies at the SCG in the weekend, and the the entire crowd wow. just ran onto the field. Mm. Now, I've seen a photo. I've seen a photo of when Buddy was coming in to kick his goal. Mm. He had not released the ball yet from his hand, and there was people on the field already, Kempi. Wild. What's doing? Mate, it, like, to have, like, I can't believe the, the people running on were that confident. Oh, they well, backed their boy. Well, he slotted a few. He slotted two or three. Uh, what was he stuck on before that game? Was he not? Was he nine nine six? Yeah. So he kicked. He'd kicked three mm. leading up to it, and he was on fire. Like he was not missing. He was going to get his. It was thousands. still a fair kick, though. Well, he. But I'll tell you what, mate. I, I and I'm a little bit of a AFL fan. Mm. For those um, down in in Victoria, know that I'm I'm a bit of an AFL fan. I followed the Hawkies quite closely, and and Buddy played there. Um, he loves them. He loves them from out deep, yeah, okay. out around that fifty meter arc, and mm. um, he nails them nearly every time. Okay, so uh, yeah, I think all the fans there, they they were like, mate, he's he's got this. Yeah, even uh, before he kicked it. But how good was it? Like just to see the fair. That was a regular occurrence back in the day. Yeah, I remember being a young fella watching sport, and this is not just like football codes, but um, you know, like with the rugby league. Mm. Like people used to run onto the field after the end of the match, like nearly yeah. every game. Yeah, they'd run on and just like go up and grab like all, yeah. all their all their heroes, like grab them on the jersey and just want to just like put their hand, just want to touch them. Yeah, like mate, this bloke is real. He's a human. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching some uh, like highlights of like cricket. I remember Australia were playing in the West Indies, mm. and I think they needed they needed like a boundary or they needed like six off the last ball, and it didn't quite make the boundary. It must have been a they must have needed a four. And I think Steve Wall was out there. He was one of the batsmen. And like they were trying to run for. As soon as the ball was bowled, people started streaming on the field. And like the Aussies are trying to run between the wickets. Oh, <laughs> They're trying to run on the run some runs out. And mate, there's there's like five thousand people on the ground. Far out. And they're like running into people and it was just oh mate, it was mayhem. But oh just anyway, it was a great moment. Well done to Bud. Um he's a legend. Um one of the great AFL players particularly of the modern game, mm. um, and, uh, yeah, just a wonderful achievement. I, I think it added so much to the moment. It was one of my favourite Aussie sporting moments, mm. period. Like, yes. to see all the fans go on and celebrate that in that incredible moment, see him mm. chaired off by the fans. Mm. It's like one of those things that in today's, I guess, gener- like the way we set up stadiums yes. and just, just yep. in society in general, we mm. don't really – allow fans to engage like Interact. that because yep. of like safety. And, yeah, and I, I totally understand all that. Yep. But I just thought that like, th- this is a perfect example of a gray area where you're like, you know what? Let him on the field. Yeah, let's, let have this, let's have this big moment and yep. enjoy it. He got, he got the footy back as well. Yes. The man came back and uh, yeah, that's, that's nice. Like he could have kept that and just said, nah, I'm keeping it. This is a pretty, have you seen the video of him catching it? Mate, 
What a what, what a, a mark. S- that's a specky. Sign him up. And like committed to. Like he went down and headbutted the, the <laughs> He had a concussion. He headbutted the concrete slab of the SCG. But they reckon the bunker was saying get him off the field. He was not he was not <laughs> gonna let go of that footy. What a grab. <laughs> mate. Anyway, hey, mate, good on you. I think it was his name, Alex. Alex, good on you, Alex, for bringing the ball back to Buddy, mate. That's a that's a that's a big thing to that's do. That's a Holy Schnitz play. That's a Holy Schnitz play. In itself. Absolutely. Uh, they're all out of Holy Schnitz sporting moments. Thanks to Schnitz. Got that winning taste right now. Schnitz handcrafted schnitzels. Made fresh and made just for you. After the break, we'll continue our round four preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Let's get into the footy, Smithy. We have a huge clash. The, the Manly Seagulls versus the Canberra Raiders. Now, the Manly Seagulls, they got the job done by a point. So that's all that matters. But... The start to the season has been very underwhelming. The Canberra Raiders, on the other hand, if you looked at them the first half, you would say, this is a disaster. If you look at them the second half, you would say, <laughs> the Raiders are back. Yeah. Um, they're really difficult, this one, um, as a lot of games have been. My, my tipping has been terrible. Mate. So if you're looking to pick up some points on your tips this week, don't listen to me. Listen to Kempe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, this one, I, I think both teams are just looking for – some sort of 80-minute performance. Mm. Now, the Raiders, they got away with one on the weekend against the Titans where you know, they, they, they jagged four points just before halftime, which you know, sort of can bore you a little bit when you go into the, the sheds at halftime and think, well, you know, we're sort of, we've wrestled a little bit of momentum of the game back. But then they went on and scored another 20 points. Just crazy. Mm. Um, but Manly, like, oh, just, I don't know. Nice. From, from a team that was playing so well... In, particularly in the back half of last year, played in a prelim, a prelim, mm. right, to um, to being a, a team that just hasn't been competing this year. It's it's the way they're playing too. There's there's no identity. There's no structure. It almost seems like they're just relying. They feel like they can just do what they did last year, and it's just going to work. Yeah. Uh, there's been no progress made. Like we're, we're struggling, Tommy, do something. And it was almost like that on the weekend. He was the one that took the hit up that gave them the field position yeah. to, to do the field goal. Yeah, like it's just unfortunately, particularly when you have, you've had a guy have a, a, a just a crazy season like he had last year mm. where he was by far you know, the best player in the comp, um, you know, the most dangerous ball carrier um, in the competition. But teams teams now know the influence that he has on that football side. Mm. So a lot of their preparation and a lot of their, particularly their defensive strategies and kicking strategies mm. are going to be based around minimizing Tommy's influence on the match. So that's something that I, I like have mainly adjusted for that. Like mm. have they, have they adapted a different style of play? It, it doesn't seem so. Mm. It doesn't seem so given what we've witnessed in the first three rounds from Manly. Oh, absolutely. I think one, I guess, topic that hasn't been talked about for Manly is Josh Schuster was actually a really big part of their attack last year. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was a 5'8 coming through, got moved into the back row. So a lot of people don't know that he's ball playing. I mean, we saw it. He's He's got silky hands. And I think that may be something that they're struggling to come to terms with. That You've got Ola Kawatu who was actually playing really good footy, but he's he's not a ball player or a, he's not going to set things up for other people. Mm-hmm. Whereas Schuster... He was a point of difference from the, this, them last year, and he's been out for the start of the year. I think he's not back till round six, around then, round five, round six. And so I think Manly just need to find a way to change their point of attack. 
And at the moment, I think Foran had the best game he's had in a long while against the Dogs. Yep. And I, that just opens things up for them because then teams, obviously, they can, oh, you know, at the moment, it's like wherever DC is, that's who we defend. Yes. Now it's like, I think Foran, if he can just take a little bit more, uh, not ownership because he would be playing his role, but just get his hands on the ball a little bit more, I yeah. think that'll open things up for him. Yeah, I think when you, when you always have threats, multiple threats, mm. uh, I think, which is what you're trying to allude to here, mm. can be like when you have multiple threats rather than just being uh, just a straight out, well, this is where they're going, um, it, it, you're always harder to defend. That's, that's just simple... Uh, basic strategies of rugby league. So that, I think that's what they need to be. Like, rather than being just one-dimensional, where they get to a certain point in the field and they have a whole, just one side stacked with foreign Cherry Evans and Tommy, yeah, they need to come up with something a little bit different. Mm. Just a little bit different. Because because of, you know, it no, doesn't matter how great uh, Tom is um, and what's happened in the past, the, you, you always need to look to evolve mm. and change. Okay, because what happened last year, not necessarily is going to work again this year. There, mm. There's going to be certain parts of their game that that still work and are still strong parts of their game plan. Mm. But when it comes to those small, um, you know, changes on on the edges of like their their set plays and and c- certain little structures, they need to continually evolve and change them up and, and ask different questions of the opposition because if they don't, like the teams just plan the same way every week mm. and what we're seeing is less impact from Tom. Mm. They need to try and find a different way to get him in the game. What about the Raiders? How do you think they're going to go? Uh, look, I, you know, I think they'll, they'll certainly take a lot of confidence out of the victory on the weekend, particularly with being able to come back from like 22 to blot. Mm. Down 22, like you need to have some confidence in uh, what they did on the weekend. And mm. although the Titans didn't fire a shot in the second half, mm. um, you know, to be able to overcome that deficit, that's that's always a, a, a positive thing and a, and a confidence building thing. Um, so, you know, they um, – and and when you have – when your coach is Ricky Stewart, he'll, he'll feed off that mm. and just try to build off what they did in that second 40 minutes and – He's a guy that that really likes to inject confidence within his players mm. and, and self belief. So, um, I think they'll look at this game and go, "We're a really good chance of of beating Manly if if we play well and go and defend well." Absolutely. Now on to the North Queensland Cowboys versus the Sydney Roosters. This is such an interesting game <laughs> because you know yeah. you say round one if you said this game you go, "Oh, Roosters are going to absolutely blow them off the park." Yep. But you would have to say that the Cowboys have looked better so far this year. I'll, I'll go as far as saying if they if they play the same way they did with the same energy as they did against the Broncos, mm. I believe they can win this. I agree. I believe they can beat the Roosters. I, I really agree. do. It's, I up really in, do. it's up in North Queensland too. And as we know, like the, the Roosters weren't the Roosters we all expect them to be. Mm. Um, and they weren't as good as they were the previous week. Um, but you got you got to remember, like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we we live in the past a little bit too much and think, well, you know, look how good they were in eighteen and nineteen. That was three years ago. Yeah, true. three and four years, respective. It's a great point. And there's been a few players move on from that mm. from that side. Well, big players. Yeah, big players. Um, you know, key players, and the guys that are still there, some of them they're a little bit older, it's very and, and true. coming towards the back end of their career. So they're not the same players as they were previously. So at times it's a little 
I feel it's a little unfair to have the same expectation on a footy side as what we did three years ago. Yeah. So much has changed. Mm. So much has changed. The game has changed. The game has changed. Their roster has changed. They're all at different points in their career now. Mm. Um, and so just as far as this you know, matchup is concerned and they're head-to-head, if, if they go in and play the same way they played with the confidence with moving the football as they did um, on the weekend, I'm talking about the Cowboys here, mm. um, they defended brilliantly, but they were asked plenty of questions by the Broncos um, certainly early in the match and they had to defend their line um, with a lot of resilience, but it was for me, it was the way the energy they showed with their defense. Mm. They they just did a fantastic job, and and playing at home, they're every chance of of winning this match. I I totally agree. A really interesting start that it just shows you where they're at right now as a club, and I think Chad Townsend has a big in, impact here. Ninety one percent completion rate. Yep. When a, uh, that was, that was probably you know that and the way they defended was key to their performance on the weekend. They just gave the Broncos nothing. nothing. And that's why we saw at the end of the game, it just, the floodgates opened yep. because they'd built pressure for so long yep. that a Broncos side that's inexperienced that, uh, you know, we've got some experience now, but still relatively mm. across the board, just broke, yep. just broke. And yep. you'll win most matches with that kind of completion and it, the team they've got. Exactly. High completions, strong defense, making your tackles and slow and just slowly chipping away at the scoreboard. Mm. It just it just what it does is just continually puts pressure on the opposition. Yeah, absolutely. And we saw that, you know, some games you might win six four, but then some games you might put twenty points on them mm. in the last twenty minutes. So yeah, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from the Cowboys. After the break, we'll continue to preview the round and then we'll wrap up the show. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Hope you guys have been enjoying the show. What a great show it's been so far. Absolutely love the Thursday show. But we have a game to get into. A big, big match. We have the Melbourne Storm. Yes. V the Bulldogs. Mm. Now, look, Smithy, I hate to break it to you. Mm-hmm. But I reckon Bulldogs 13 plus. <laughs> oh, Kempy. <laughs> Kempy, please. Come on, mate. I think the Storm boys, they will be stinging. Yes, I agree. Stinging. Big game. From uh, the result on the weekend where they, again, like they, they played well in patches, mm. um, but just give Parramatta opportunities to come back. And, um, yeah, the, you know, to Parramatta's credit, they were good enough to capitalize on those opportunities. And they played some good footy too. But to lose that one at home, Craig Bellamy hates losing at home. Mm. Hates it. I think he hates losing. Well, he hates losing full stop, but particularly home <laughs> uh-huh. games. He, he wants. He wants at least a. At the end of the year, he wants a ninety-five percent mm. winning record at home. Well, it's what it represents. You know what I mean? It's that's well, it's, your home. Yeah, it's your house. It's like it's like it's like this is your house, and someone's breaking into your house yep. trying to steal all your belongings. Yeah, coming down in front do? of your fans, breaking down the front door, mm-hmm. and walking away with all your valuables without doing anything about it. Yes, that's what it's like. So I can, look with all due respect to Canterbury. I, I don't think that uh, they'll go down there and steal this one off Melbourne. Uh, the as we know over over a long period of time, the Storm they're not a team that puts together two losses mm. um, often. I, I just don't think that they'll they'll um, they'll get this one done, the doggies, particularly with the players back from Melbourne Storm. Xavier Coates is back. Uh, Harry Grant back. Brandon Smith goes back to the bench. Um, and Nick Meany and Chris Lewis have dropped out into the reserves. So um, 
big weekend. It's actually a big weekend uh, for the Storm, celebrating uh, 10 years, Kempi, of the 2012 Premiership. Wow. Played against the Doggies. Wow. Wow. So I mean, a, shows you the difference. Like, really interesting to see the different paths of different clubs. Obviously, mm. Storm continue on their dominance. Bulldogs, you know, not where they used to be. I, I just think that the, the this thing that is it's heartbreaking for Doggies fans is all the recruits, they're so good. They had the best recruitment drive of all teams. Mm-hmm. They still have the same problem. Yes. They need a seven to lead them around the park. I thought Wakeman was really good on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully he can back that up. Now he's a young rookie coming through. So, you know, it's going to take him time to do that. But it's still, it, the question is with the dogs, who is the guy that's going to lead them around the park? Who's the guy that's going to, you know, build pressure, mm-hmm. put their team in a position to score points? Because the problem at the moment for the dogs is their defense has actually been really good. They tech, they statistically had the best start to the year they've had in a very long time. They're currently, as, as far as points scored against, they're mm. second. Yes. With the Cowboys first. Mm. So that would be something that would be pleasing the coach. Yeah. They just need to find some points. Yeah, exactly. And that's where... It's going to take time. Burton, you know, he adds a lot. I think Dufty's been really good. It's just a really new spine. Like, yeah. the spine has never played together. Yeah. You've well, got Jerry Marshall King in nine. Mm-hmm. You've got Burton. You've got – they got rid of Avarillo, which I was surprised at. Mm-hmm. You know, a young half that they've, they pushed him into the half role rather than him being a seven originally. Yes. So it's going to take time. But the problem with the NRL is you don't really have that much time. No, that's right. No, and well, if you wait too long, your season's over. Yeah, really, isn't it? Mm. And I, I think it just highlights that you do need someone of some sort of experience in the house, particularly with a seven jersey. Mm. Um, one of your seven or six, they need to be, they need to have been around the game for a little bit of time, and mm. so just they have that ability to just calm things down when things get a little bit hectic or you get behind on the scoreboard. It's just having that reassurance of someone there who's been there and done it mm. just to say, hey, boys, let, let's just relax. Let's just stick to our game plan, stick to the things that we've we've uh, practiced all week, and let's go and implement them. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, I hope it's a, a great clash and the doggies get up. I mean, they nearly ambush you. <laughs> they nearly ambush you a, a few years ago. They nearly ambush you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if it'll happen this week. <laughs> I just want to come in here and uh, get one back, you know, because the Broncos got towed up last week, so I'm still hurting. I'm still hurting. But uh, we'll go to the break, and after the break, we'll continue previewing the round, obviously the Eels versus the Dragons, uh, and we'll wrap the whole show. Pointing for the Dragons last week, huge win for the Eels. How do you feel about this match? Where are you seeing the Dragons right now? They started pretty well. Yeah, well, I think they were they were very promising in the first, first couple. Um I think they, they let their fans down. They let themselves down in, in that game against uh, the Sharkies. Mm. Down at win of terrible conditions. Yes. Absolutely terrible conditions. But the Sharkies handled it well. Um, they, yeah, they just they just didn't they, – they, they went missing, really, didn't they? They went missing, and they need to be better than that. They're a better footy side than that. I was really impressed with Benny Hunt, actually. Mm. He's, he's been great. He looked like he was just a one-man mission. Yeah, he was just trying to just absolutely fire that team up to get the get the win. I think Parramatta will be too strong mm. in this one. So quick tips. Titans, Tigers. Titans. Sharks, Knights. Ooh. I'm going Knights. I'm going Knights as well. Panthers, Rabbitohs. Uh, Panthers. Panthers, Broncos, Warriors. Bronx. Seagulls, uh, Raiders. Ooh, Seagulls. Cowboys, Roosters. Cows. Storm, Bulldogs. Storm. Eels, Dragons. Eels. Let's go. Thank you for listening. Download us on the app, all that good stuff. We'll see you later. See you.